Hi, this is JJ Bolar, and you're now listening to the Post Credits Podcast, and we are talking book adaptations and storytelling. I saw you post some pictures of you on court. Oh man, we're done for the season, isn't it? So you know you're not doing a summer ball now? Oh, I'm trying to, but there's no, there's nowhere. Basically, I'm trying to sort out something where guys don't argue. Yeah. Oh, bro. I might, I might, I might, I might, I might have to plug, I might have to plug. Yeah, like if, if honestly, if you know anywhere, anywhere, even if it's just yeah. us guys just to get a couple of shots off, whatever. Because sure. everyone else now, oh my gosh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because the younger generation. But I think it's always been like that. Yeah, true. You, you, you had more time for it when you were younger, innit? Yeah. Now it's like, yeah, now it's like I need my hour and a half and I'm out. That's what you need. Yeah. Getting sore, the muscles are getting just stiff. Trying burn, just trying to burn some fat. Like for real, well. for real. Um, yeah, there's, apparently there's going to be an event, though, in the summer. Yeah, I saw something. I, who, who, who's that? The, to be fair, I'm actually not sure who this guy is. Because they were tagging you a lot, innit? Yeah, so yeah, they yeah. know you, right? He, know, he, he knows of us, I guess. No, I saw this on, uh, on Twitter, bro. On what, Twitter, what, yeah. what's, what's going on? I didn't want to drop in the hat. He's, 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 <laughs> he's, he's got good energy. I'm not, I, I'm, who is he, though? So you actually don't know him? I'm, I'm, if I no, do, but I, he must know you because he was like, oh, if you lock up, it's going to be trouble. Yeah, so I apologise for not actually being aware of who he is as a person. Maybe I'll know him when I see him. But he should at least DM you and be like, oh, it's... But maybe it assumes that I know what, so definitely. What, what are we talking about? So um, the the full court fest is meant to pop off. I think end of July, and I think a little five on five tournament, music, food, all like a day party type thing. It looks like it's gonna be legit, man. What, where, where is it meant to be? Uh, it's been held in Newham somewhere. Uh-huh. I want to say a, I think I think I know where it is. Um, it's at a sixth form college in Newham. Okay. Okay. Um, and it's it sounds like it's gonna be decent, man. It sounds like he's got big plans for are you. So are you, are you trying to play? I might go up and down a little bit. It's not gonna be. It's not gonna be. It's, it's well, not. Who, who are you trying to play with? That's what I'm trying to get to. I mean, if the man don't want to, you know, to. If the man don't want to partake, then I wouldn't say, you know. I know. I know you man get ultra icy when it comes to tournaments, but. Are you, are you man trying to play or no? It's good. I'm semi-retired. Semi. Yeah. I'm. I'm fully with. Well, I'm playing. Yeah, you just saying that. <laughs> 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 this one's my. You don't got. No, 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 no. For old time's sake. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm asking the man there because Or is it going to be an exception thing? If, if, if so, I'd ask the boy. Uh, oh, <laughs> fine. I went past the exception, so. Me and Jake are going to go around. Exactly. You know, that comes with a I'm genuinely asking because obviously you're down by the sounds of it. Yeah, man. Wait, it sounds like it'd be fun. And the only way I'm going to be down is if there's something to come out of it. Like, what are we winning? He's got rewards. What's the reward? It's intrinsic. You can't just play just for the fun of it? No. Damn, Dave. That sounds like that mumba mentality, man. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm putting you to win something. See, look, look how he's treating his teammates. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not putting my knees through nothing. Like, nothing. No, I think, I think it's like medals and trophies and stuff. Medals and trophies, that it. Um, count me out, B. I'm done. Oh, you want, you want, no money. You want what? You want reward money? Mon- monetary money. rewards. If there's money, I'm in. Like, if we're winning right. some peas, or at least get me, let me get some kicks. Like, let me get something. Do they even do that these days? Well, you want kicks, man. You don't have hoops. So. Fam, you can buy kicks, though. Yeah, like, I don't want to. All that money is like. <laughs> Basically, if, if it's just for, for bad, then man's not really on it. Like, no. Not for shits and giggles, man. Nah, dude. 
Ah, well, you know. No bragging rights. Nah. Who, who am I bragging to? For what? Get me. You're, you're, that, to be fair, you're, in your, you're in your later years and you're still giving it to these young bucks, man. Pause. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't need to prove nothing, man. I'm I hate no doubt, no doubt. Well, but man, if you, man, want to go down there, I'll happily come and support. Uh, a, mo- uh, a motive was requested. Wait, hold on. Offered one up, so you so. would go all that way just to watch these, man? And just not, and not play. participate. Just to watch these, man. These are my guys. No, but like, and not play. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a supporter. Like, I support my friends. JJ, friend. it's cool, man. Right, we've we've, tra- we've traded the start. rights to David for you <laughs> and two future first listen. round picks, man. It's fine. You see, some man didn't want to play LeBron for that reason. You know, what I mean, the pressure's too much. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so <laughs> so man, don't want to make finals, you know. Some man like to go fishing in the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their summers are important to them. Yeah. Right? What the thing I is, it, but I some man, all they do is make finals, isn't it? Like, I don't. With that it, being like. said, guys, this is episode forty-eight. Welcome to this podcast. We are joined by an illustrious uh, member today. Okay, very important to the to the culture. Got JJ in the house. I'm rocking the same t-shirt as well. You know, for two different reasons, but <laughs> Yo, just leave this LeBron stuff out of it. I'm rocking LeBron today, man. I got the this is it says James on the back. Do you know what I mean? Wifey hooked me up with this, thank you very much, baby. I'm saying sits well. Fits well. So uh so yeah man, this uh, I just did the silence of celebration for the listeners, you know. I mean LeBron's crib must be silenced, but it's alright. Oh wow. Wow. But uh, NBA playoffs, man. Yeah, Somewhere LeBron's not right now. Let's uh, <laughs> I haven't watched many of the games just yet, bro. It's been hype, man. Yeah, I know I've seen Giannis be killing. Mm, let's be honest. There's been, been one good series. It's been hype. One good series. Which yeah, was that man. one good series for you? And it wasn't even really that good. It was only because of the slight rivalry. Um OKC versus Portland. So the, Den- the Denver, that was hype. That the Denver was hype. versus Spurs series wasn't Fine. good. Listen, Denver versus Spurs. Yeah. Come on, man. Did you know what? Did you watch? Did you I watch watched series? it. I watched it, but come on. I, I was really it. watching that. Series. Denver Portland was good. Yeah. Yeah. Denver Portland. Denver Portland was, was better. Was, no, Denver Portland. Didn't. Listen, it was good, but it was dry. Come on, man. Let's be honest. It was not exciting. <laughs> like, are you telling me it's actually exciting? I've enjoyed it because it's. It's been quite open. It's good, yeah. but it's been open, right? Yeah. I just, th- I didn't, I didn't feel, the, I didn't feel the intensity. I didn't feel the rivalry. They were playing good basketball, mm-hmm. and they were competing. But I didn't feel the intensity of the rivalry. Like I wanted to see that Dame uh, versus Westbrook rivalry go on a bit longer, you know. But yeah, Portland they, and they, they, they energy. You know why? Why is Jokic hitting a free to tie the like trying to hit a free to tie the game from deep? Like yeah, man, yeah. it's like you run to reverse. You know what I think? Like, I think Denver would have given. Um, Golden State a, a bit more trouble. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, got yeah, more energy, true. man. They're that's hungry. True. They're that's hungry. True. That's true. Yeah, man. Even in the East, like, you know, the first what happened? Um, who were Brooklyn playing first round? Bucks. Philly. Philly. Yeah, Philly. They won game one. That was heated. That was yeah. very heated. That was heated. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was, was, was one. No, no. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. Orlando came out and won their first game against Toronto. That was exciting. You know what I'm saying, like. I think players have been good this year, man, and I think... Uh, <laughs> I know exactly where you're going, man. I know. <laughs> I, 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 go no, on, I just say Finish your sentence, finish your sentence. I think players have been good this year. Why? Yeah, I mean, and I hope it continues in that, in that, in that manner. But why? But why? So that we can have an enjoyable playoff. <laughs> What's um, not enjoyable to you? Probably? What's not enjoyable? What's not enjoyable to me is, um, is when things are like... You know when you, when you can just predict it, when you know what's going to happen? Like what? When, like, when a, a single team just runs through an entire conference... Mm. Makes it to the finals and then flames out. It's not enjoyable. Wow. It's not enjoyable. You can't bet money on that. You can't really bet money on that. You could you could have bet money on um, on three one comeback because I did. 
Oh, what, like three seasons ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, but... But I'm you know the greatest championship of but all let's time. About, let's talk about the current playoffs. Remember the greatest championship of all time? Current playoffs. The 3-1 cup that no one's ever you done. You could bet money Portland versus uh, OKC. Portland versus Denver. You, you, could, you could have bet that. <laughs> you, could have, you could have put some good money on Toronto versus uh, Sixers. <laughs> you know, you could have won some money either way, man. But you definitely weren't winning money. I mean... In, uh, you know... Don't worry. Last play. Bron's going to win a chip at Lakers. I know, you don't, I know you don't believe that, so I believe we'll, keep, that. we'll keep moving. I believe that. We'll keep right, moving. Let's keep moving, guys. <laughs> let's keep moving, man. You know, let's, let's get off the court into the kitchen, you know? And uh, Ooh, let's talk the court into the kitchen. Was... I do more than talk trash about LeBron, right? Welcome to my segue, my part time. To be honest, we don't have much news in the kitchen today. What's going on? Everything's similar. It's just a lot of busy, man. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I feel like you should say what. <laughs> you told me. Oh yeah. Oh. So anyway, so we tried to record the episode yesterday. Mm. Just went horribly wrong in it. Not the food. Not the food. Not the food. Like we basically we tried to we tried to do something different, mm. and we weren't prepared for. We weren't prepared to do what we were trying to do. Mm. Like so, missing ingredients and shit. No, no, no. More, more so tools. Okay. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we didn't have the right tools. To carry out this dish that we were trying to make, so yeah, yeah, yeah. we had to scrap it. Scrap no, no, it. But you know, that that could be like blooperish content. No, we got the bloopers. We're gonna keep that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. in terms of an episode drop in, actually, we're gonna record midweek. Yeah, we'll record midweek and we'll have an episode next week, definitely. Okay. But in terms of this week, no episode. Right. You guys need to try and um, try and recreate whatever Thanos was cooking. Yeah. <laughs> Someone said he was frying plantain. <laughs> <laughs> He did not get to this product, bro. That's deep, you know. Yeah. They fully just like they fully finish. You know, you know, it's peak as well. Imagine, imagine you was cooking one day, yeah, and like people that burst into your house and cut your hand off. In your head, you'd be thinking, "Raw, like things can't get much worse than this." This is terrible. What am I going to do? I've only got one arm. Things can't get much worse than this. That's a madness. That's a madness. Yeah, but um. What else, man? What else is going on? We've got Laville and Chill. Yeah, man, Laville and Chill. We just had a successful event. Last I, feel like, I feel like every Laville and Chill successful game. Mm. Yeah, for real. Hey, man, well, you bits. know, obviously JJ's calmed down. You know, B1's calmed down. So, obviously, they know what I'm going on. Like, for sure. Get me. But, but yeah, 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 you know, it'll be, it'll be nice, man, if you can uh, find some time. And JP, <laughs> come down and support your boy, innit? Nah, nah, it's, it's this nah. Summertime. Gen- I, I genuinely intend to, man. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you know I'm what I'm saying? saying? Got a kid at home, you know, it's difficult, man. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was legit, man. Um, we had a couple casting directors, one of whom you may um, know still. Yeah, man. Uh, <coughs> oh, who? <laughs> JP, you're out with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You I'm good. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I forgot the name, but man, uh, man, I'll holler at you later. I can't remember the name right now. But um, uh. yeah, a couple casting directors. And we thought this um, eventually was very useful for people that came down because obviously we get a lot of um, people creatives at this time obviously a lot of a- actors came through because they knew the casting directors were going to come down and it's just good to hear from casting directors mm. what's needed from the actors like even like preparing for a casting like what to do when you walk in the door like oh, yeah do you understand like so exactly. just giving their pers- um perspective on what they want from an actor mm. so yeah man it was dope i kind of like their insight while we're talking about um, helping creators, man, I'm going to give a big shout out to Model Me. 
um, a brand new like company, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, doing big things for creators and models, trying to get their foot in the door. So I think it's, it's important to give a big shout out, don't you think, though? Yeah, man, definitely. Man, that's what's up, man. Yeah, man. Shout out Model Me, get yeah, me. Mm-hmm. Big supporters of uh, TPCP. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah, man. Big, big supporters. Um, and Liverpool and Chill, I think, as well. Yeah, Liverpool and Chill. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah sure, for sure. Active sure. in the game. Very active, okay. to be fair. <laughs> 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 Listen, someone needs to tell us the understory. Oh, like, who did what to who? Uh, yeah, bro. Oh, oh my god, bro. Very legit. Good intro, man. Yo. Where are man? Alright, man. Yeah, man. So yeah, like you said, we got oh, JJ in the house. Check out our reviews, though. Get me. Thank you, B. Ah, oh, my bad, my bad. Obviously, reviews. Um on the Instagram. Yeah, man. This week we've got a good one dropping um, by JP3. Get me? JP3's got one lined up. Nice. So by the time you're hearing this, it would have dropped. Should have dropped. That's what's up. Dropped yesterday. Who, who wrote the last one? I think it was me. Yeah, yours was um, Hannah. Hannah. Yeah. What was that saying? Hannah's sick, bro. Serious? Yeah. Amazon, right? Yeah, Amazon. To be, fair, to be fair, I read the review, I was like, because I don't really watch TV on Amazon like that. Mm. Nah, mm. man. I think I'm going to have to watch this Hannah thing. Yeah, yeah. Hannah, it's serious. And it's not about Hannah Montana either. No. What's that um, Marvel thing, the black and white thing? Clock and Dagger. There you go. It's actually back. I've, I've been... Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's been back. It's been back season two, man. It's on yeah. Prime. Yeah. On Prime, yeah. Prime. Is that any good? I JJ, you watched it? I watched I the first season. I'm not going to lie to you, boy. It's not how you'd expect it to be, but it's cool. No, I think it's... Talking that was alright. It's cool, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. You got things back as well. What's that? Runaways. Even that? Season two really... and in for the season one, yeah. Oh, I've got a friend who acted in that. You're actually fine. Yeah, Portia Bartley. She's from she's from London, Croydon, but she lives out in LA. Shout out Portia. Oh, wow. Who's that? Portia, yeah, she's an actress. She acted in Runaways. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which the Marvel role? thing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which uh, when? Which role? What, which role? She was. Do you see the black girl with short hair, sides, and the? Oh, this kind of season two, bro. Yeah, like... season two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. So, oh, would you not seen it yet? JP, I, I think think season two. JP, I've no, I've started it. I'm, I'm yeah. like three Maybe episodes she's in. Not in. I think she, yeah, she, yeah. she, she. How do you know? How do you know Portia? Uh, we met. Take a drive. When. <laughs> <laughs> Red by engine. Oh my gosh. No, 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 no. We met in um when I was in LA. Okay. Um and she does like poetry and stuff. So we just so fly out to LA we, just you know. G- yeah, if you if you guys are out there, she'll definitely oh, that's uh, take you. Catch flash, no feelings, man. I see you, JJ. Was you at a silly bro? No, this was before he was there. I'm trying to go now, trust me. When they win their third chip or their I mean their fourth chip, his fourth chip. His fourth chip. His fourth chip. When they win his fourth when <laughs> you know right. what I mean. But let's keep moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see what's wrong with that, right? Oh, I see what's right with that. <laughs> Listen, I'm a LeBron fan. But yeah, That's she's in that. Like, we so, we, we can guess that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, look out for that. So, okay. right, so I'm, I'm going to check out season two when I get some time. Mm. When I get some time anyway. But uh, welcome, JJ, man. We got you here. Yeah, thank you, You know, man. I, I, think, I speak for everybody when I say we're really happy to have you here. Therefore. Uh, very Therefore. influential. Yeah, I speak for me when I say I'm happy to be here, you know. That's what's up, man. Because I'm the new person here. You are, man. Yeah, the new so. guy. Yeah, man. <laughs> Fifth member of the team. I am. I am. You know. I respect so. it. So welcome to the podcast, yeah, thank man. Thank you for so having like, me, man. Tell us about you, man. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to big you up too much. You yeah. Like so um, I'm. I'm a writer. I'm a poet. A novelist. Educator. Um, kind of. Uh, I've written 
So I guess like, the last thing I did was uh, my debut novel that came out right, close to two years now. Mm-hmm. It's two years in June. Uh, no place to call home. Um, I've got another book coming out in September, which is just starting the promo like soon, or should be starting the promo soon, called mm-hmm. Mask Off, which is about uh, masculinity. Okay. And, yeah, kind of like being a man in the modern era and just like looking at different cultures and, you know, like different... Uh, historical periods and stuff where yeah. like in certain cultures where it's even like now where it's cool for man to walk down the road and hold hands and stuff like Nigeria, Congo yeah, etc yeah, yeah, but like here in London like you do that it's a bit funny isn't it? and you know people mm-hmm. especially if like two young black men or whatever yeah, mm-hmm. um, and so just looking at how like masculinity is affected in different cultures and different settings um, and yeah and doing a couple things as well trying to get into theatre so uh, working on a couple plays that we're doing, hopefully trying to put into production. So just trying to write, man. Just I trying know. to write. So just because yeah. um, it kind of ties in with our, our our theme for today. Would you ever feel like, or do you ever feel like you could make your your first book, No Place to Call Home? Mm. Could you think that that would be able to cross over into like theater? Oh, that theater definitely, even film, like. Like I would honestly like. So Netflix tweeted. Did you see? I don't yeah, know if you saw. Yeah, Netflix what? tweeted. Ne- Netflix tweeted. Um, uh, they're looking for um, so they've been commissioning a series oh, right. of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. novel adaptations to, yeah. to books I don't know if you guys saw You um, with, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen it but I know exactly what you're talking about right yeah. so You was actually originally a novel okay um, and so they've been like commissioning quite a few obviously it's more US based mm. and I tweeted them and I was like hey boo like you look <laughs> 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 like hey slide in my DMs and then they got loads of retweets and people were like Netflix got to do this the, 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 but it's obviously like are you sure they didn't DM you they haven't DM me yet well, check your yeah you've got to check your in the, there's a there's a main one and there's the, the other one you know what let me even double check, check that one yeah. I, got tweet, I got messaged by them one time is so, it and I completely so missed it <gasps> for like a year a year, bro. I, I didn't know that inbox existed. Oh There's my two inboxes. Gosh. Only certain man have two inboxes. Jay. Inbox. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So on Twitter, right, you have your your main inbox, but then there's a tab that says message requests or something. Yeah, message requests. Especially for anyone who doesn't follow you. Follow you. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Man. So yeah, man. Check that. Yeah, just double check, boy. Yeah. man, I know certain man's got bare messages in there. Yes, so check that inbox. <sighs> Check that inbox. You, you probably, probably got bare messages in there. I reckon, I reckon you definitely got. If Netflix has DM me enough, messages. Could you imagine? You, man. No, that's, that's not even a bad, bad fumble. Imagine they DM me when a book came out and was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a mad fumble, bro. <laughs> 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 He's thinking about it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, guys, I gotta go. We're gonna go to break. Let's take his Twitter DMs. Yo. Nah, it's a madness, bro. Yeah, check that. Yeah, yeah, definitely has to. But yeah, man, so like, obviously, we have a good report going on, because mm. we've known each other for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how do we, like, what's the history behind yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it's funny because we, especially everyone here, we go way back, and uh, I know all you guys originally as rivals, isn't it? As, as pagans, as enemy people. Pagans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Never meant to like you guys. It's on site. Yeah, like, yeah, it's always on site. We're on the court, obviously. Mm. Um, and then just from then, as we get older, and we all kind of go through our different stages of life. And, you know, we continue to form connections and stuff. And what's been beautiful is, like, seeing everyone's transition from the basketball court to whatever it is 
they're passionate about in real life. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Whether that's like creative stuff, whether that's business, whatever it is, you're seeing people. I think there's such a massive wave of influence from like the basketball community in other fields. Like for instance, if you look at even like Daps who's doing like, do you know what I mean? I feel like no one really talks about that. If you look mm. at Lorenze, who yeah. basically plays on like national theater, winning Olivia awards and stuff. Mm. Like no one's really talking about yeah, like, kind of you know, where the influence comes yeah. from, yeah. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think like, yeah, there's been a lot of guys who have done a lot for the culture that's come from like the same environment. So mm. yeah, that's, that's at the root of it, man, that composition. So anytime anyone, Want some buckets? Just know that there's a squad here. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This 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 five right here is kind of solid. I can't even lie. It's tough, boy. I, I feel like we could legit compete at least D one. I say BPL. No, 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 no. I mean, let's do that. Nah. Okay. We're gonna get tied first. Yeah, quarter. that's true. That's true. First no, if basketball games were one quarter. Yeah, youth games. Youth games. Youth games. Youth games. Like, what's the setup? Is it two halves? Like, it was the two halves. Yeah, two halves. Two halves, like, two halves but fifteen yeah, minutes yeah, and yeah. one o'clock as well. And no yeah. dunks. Oh my <laughs> day! <laughs> Listen, yeah, we played. Who? I can't remember. Played me. It was West Coast. Yeah, yo, listen, yeah, and they were fouling, you lot were fouling us all game, you were fouling us all game, man. Refs weren't calling nothing, and then we ended up losing, but basically the last 10 seconds or something, like, or the last like 30 seconds, last minute, yeah. I basically just had this enough, guy, got the ball and just guy, like dunked it. Yeah. Was it Crystal Palace? Yeah, Crystal Palace. I slightly Palace. remember this, you know? Yeah, and just, and then, you're not allowed to dunk, you yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you get this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and he dunked it. If you, if you dunk it, you, you get ejected, basically. It was the end of the game. It was the end of the game, so I dunked it, and the ref sent me out. <laughs> I swear. Yeah, the thing is, I know JJ had bunnies back right, in some day. Can I, do you know what? Can I just say something about that? Your first time I saw him was at Rough and Ready. Jeez. Oh, yeah, I, I don't know if you guys remember Rough and Ready. Rough that's, that's, that's taking it back. Yeah. So... I think there was like a competition. I don't know if it was a dunk competition or it was yeah. just even a warm up. I think yeah. I might so have seen I walked this in. Too. This guy's standing underneath the pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Through yeah. the legs. Bang. Off the spot. What did he do? Off the spot. He jumped off the spot. And then through the legs. Through the legs. Through the legs. No, it wasn't through the legs. It was the pump reverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the pump. It was this one. Yeah, yeah. It was double pump thing. Are you sure? Yeah. I feel like Ibrahim might have done that. Ibrahim was there. Not off the floor. Because I think even him, I remember, I remember seeing him do off the floor first. I can't remember if he was in Buffalo Ready, but I remember him seeing him do it. Yeah. Um, but when I, yours was the pump reverse, I remember. Yeah, that. That's yeah. disgusting. Like, the ball's on the floor, you just jump, ah, you good bring, times, up, bring it down. Do you know what's so funny as well? I played with somebody, right? That we heard that we were going to play against you and they couldn't stop talking. Like, oh my God, nah, nah, he's, he's going he's gonna to do this, he's going to do that. Same <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 Say nah, 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 and like for some reason he couldn't stop and he's like, bro, let's relax, it's cool. Because you stunk the ball very angry, like he was yeah, angry yeah, at the world. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like, you used I, to don't, really... I don't know why I was yeah, I think I had some like, Yeah, you, you just, bro, so it was like when you used to like bang, it was yeah, like, oh yeah, my yeah, god, yeah, this yeah, guy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, 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 go on, go on. 
the transition from seeing you play basketball to how you are as an actual person. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Real. It's night yeah. and day, man. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. night and day. You know, my first yeah. thought, I, my whole team was terrified. Everyone <laughs> 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 was terrified. No way. I swear. It's so mad, yeah, because it's like basketball just, it was, it's just a different energy. Do you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah, literally, like, dunking the ball, that's why I love dunking, was just like such a release of tension. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like just there's no other feeling of just like dunking the ball as hard as you possibly can. Like that was the best feeling. But off the court, I was just such a chill dude. I was just like so like just relaxed and yeah. just like carefree and whatever. Yeah. So whenever like people we actually get the chance to hang out first time, they'll be like Intimidate. Oh yeah actually <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, I was yeah. And it was even worse when I got into poetry because it's like I remember like, one of the first early gigs that I did and, and a couple of the guys from London Met like came mm. and I was just watching like what the hell's going on? Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is going imagine to like, I mean imagine like, I don't know, obviously I'm going to compare myself to LeBron because he's my favourite player but imagine LeBron James suddenly like doing spoken words like people would be like that, that, How did that happen? Yeah. But then how did that happen for you? How did you transition from playing basketball yeah, I mean, it was just like, so for me, I've always had a love of reading, even um, like from before ball, like primary school, secondary school, used to love reading some of some of our like uh, road games. I remember uh, like whilst we were playing, like we'd be talking about books, like with guys like Emeka, Deji, whatever, whatever, oh, talking about like our GCSE literature stuff, mm-hmm. like Shakespeare, all this kind of stuff, yeah. And then like, I still loved books throughout when I was playing. But I never thought writing, like writing was always something for, okay, maybe I'll do it when I'm older. Like I always had this thing where you had to be much older, much more experienced in life okay. to, be, to have something to write about. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And at the stage that I was in life, I didn't think I had anything to write about. But all of a sudden when I stopped playing ball, I just found myself able to write. So I kind of like had a lot of energy yeah. and a lot more free time and was just able to express myself. And then randomly one day, shout out to Deng, he was just like, yeah, you gotta go to an open mic and, and read some poems. Like, yeah. and, I, and I'd never heard of an open mic. Yeah. I like, did not know what they were. I'd never been in that environment before. And I remember we went to a place, um, Troy Bar, uh, just off Old Street. And I read my first like proper open mic there. And people was like, oh, but I had one poem. I had that one poem that I love poem, don't worry, I hate that poem. I just wanted I love her, like, oh, I love her, oh my days, yeah. It's the sickest That yeah, I can't even remember it before, but I had that one poem, and yeah. I used to go, and then after, like, when people loved it, I would go to, like, different spots with that one poem and then perform, so it'd still be new to the new yeah, audience, yeah, yeah, innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did that for a few months, and then after, like, you come back to the same place, and then, like, oh, you've done that poem before, like, it's good, like, but have you got any more? And I was like, oh, shit, I can't write some more. <laughs> And then I kept writing, kept writing, and it just kind of kept unfolding. But has it always and been then, something easy just to kind of get a pen, just sit down and just... Mm, I wouldn't necessarily say easy. Like, it's just... I think everyone has their mode of, like, communicating and expressing themselves. Mm. Um, and I think I just found what worked well for me. Yeah. Like, my little brother plays the trumpet, and he's basically, like, been a boy genius from, like, a long time. He teaches people, like... and. And, and composes music and stuff and whatever. I'm from a young age, but I've never been like that musically orientated like how he is. Yeah. Oh, so played the guitar. Yeah, played the guitar as well. But that's not not like played. Man, like, listen, I can hold a couple. Yeah, I'm a little nice, like you know, I'm a little like got a little fillet, like. But 
<laughs> I'm not nice, like, but like, you know, those people who's like nice, like, you can confidently mm. be like, this is what I do. Yeah. Like, and I think I just found what it is that worked best for me. And I just kind of kept on doing that, kept on doing that. And each time, honestly, like, each time, it's like, you just fall in love with the process. You fall in love with the fact that you can create something out of nothing and then take it out there and then people will relate to it. And, you know, after like, after certain gigs and stuff, I'd have people coming up to me saying, uh, um, I didn't know how much I needed to hear that. I could relate to this poem so much. That's exactly what I was going through, this, that and the third. And you would think that it's people who either like have the same background, the same experience as you, yeah. that would have that. But man, it was people from the furthest experience, from the most like different. I had like middle-aged white women from the Isle of Wight like breaking down from my poems and just being like, "This is just what I was feeling." And I was like, "How are you feeling that?" Over there? And I'm feeling that, and I'm in ends like. You know? <laughs> yeah. But like, like that's the beauty of like art. I think you know, it connects people from everywhere. So yeah, yeah that's why I, like, I just kind of feel I've been really privileged to be able to do that. To be honest, that's dope, bro. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Very, very dope, man. It's like that's crazy, like. As, as, as hearing your story from a play of basketball to doing mm. this and I don't know like you've written one book already you've got another one coming out mm. and you must be like excited about the second book the second yeah, book yeah, yeah. especially you said it's on masculinity right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's called Mask Off yeah where, where did the inspiration for that name come from so yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly where it's coming from let me not even lie to you but it, it was definitely future see I knew it, it was 100 I can't even find it was 100% future Mask Off mm. now like when the when did that come out? Was it summer twenty sixteen or was it twenty seventeen maybe? maybe. Nah. Yeah, was it? I want to say twenty seventeen. Is it older than that? Twenty sixteen. I think I think twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Yeah. Because mm. March Madness was before. March Madness was before. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it was maybe twenty fifteen. Let's say twenty sixteen. Let's say twenty sixteen. Mm. Right. And I remember hearing that. You know the flute. Mm. Like that was just hypnotic to me. Do you know what I mean? Like that sample, like I was just like, yo, where does this sample come from? Like I have to find out, there's something in me that's telling me that I have to find out where this sample comes from. So I started doing a bit of research, a bit of research. And then I found out that I found a song, an uh, original song called Prison Song by Tommy Butler, which was written for the play Selma, which was about the um, Martin Luther King's led like marches uh, back during the civil rights era. And, I, and then the song talks about, so the prison song, um, talks about essentially police brutality, talks about, so it's a man singing who's been imprisoned, mm. talking about his time in prison, talking about going back home to his wife, talking about longing for freedom. And I thought, rah, like there was, you know, at that time in the 1970s, like a black man playing this song, talking about this. Fast forward 20, 30 years later, there's another black man who sampled the same song are talking about drugs and girls and sex yeah. and material stuff mm-hmm. and like that's both representations of like masculinity at the time mm. right and it's funny how music connects that and just how much like music has informed mm. you know the way we see ourselves like as people and mm. as men particularly do you know what i'm saying and so when i started to think deeper into that subject and draw the parallels and stuff that was just like right the book kind of like unfolded from there naturally, you know. But yeah, definitely like future, and you know, future's yeah, got <laughs> future like he's got his issues with toxic masculinity as well. Exactly, so yeah. I like to think he's got he's a, he's a good sample. You know, what, you know what's funny about what you just said? Like you said, like the original song talks about um, like brutality. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those <laughs> same things still exist today. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. So, 
it's sick to make that connection. Man. Yeah, man. And it's like the music isn't, well, at least the mainstream music, it's not so much talking about it in the same way yeah. like as it was previously, you know. And so you it's see like, like a Kendrick or Cole. Yeah. Right. Joiner. Joiner, yeah, for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man. But yeah, that was the source of that. Um, so definitely shout out to Future for that one, I have to say. Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> the book wouldn't exist, you know. Can I ask you a question? Like, what's your method of sitting down and coming like putting everything to pen and paper like yeah. is there a particular method that you yeah yeah definitely um so i almost i almost like treated the same way i would um like approaching a basketball game or basketball season mm. right. you know so like i my, my exercise almost like always doubles so i start like running a lot and stuff and trying to get myself in better shape just to like clear my mind and make sure okay, make like I'm able to concentrate because with with writing a book or whatever project that you're working on, like as much as being creative is important and thinking up with new ideas, the ability to sit down and concentrate for a long time is as important as whatever you're about to create. Mm. So even if you're painting, like you, if you have to sit down, if you've got four hours in a day to paint, like you have to be able to maximize those four hours, you know, and not get distracted by this, that, or whatever. So it's like, okay, I have to zone in on that. I try and take away like as many distractions as possible. More often than not, like I'll be using social media less or completely off it. If it's like a completely new, new project, um, during the beginning at least, I'll be like completely off it. I try to eat better. So like, I mean, I've cut out meat and sugars and stuff, like more or less generally anyway. But like, I really tried to do the things that elevate like my thinking so that processes are just natural so that you maximize on your energy because mm-hmm. i feel like i mean just as anything else just like with athletes right i think diet is important for artists as well you know you um you you, you are what you eat to a certain degree yeah. and i think yeah. if the energy like energies is quite important for me so if the energies that you're taking in whether it's music whether it's food right influences what you produce then you have to be careful about what you take in as well like i really believe there's an artistic diet that you have to follow as an artist and so like i have a process for that i have a diary that i write stuff on like it's it's kind of mad but it makes sense it's like an organized chaos type thing um but it's all about like getting into that zone you know what i'm saying like when you're in that zone it's like the ideas just flow like it's mad because it's like difficult to function in both worlds, you know. Mm. So like now I understand my processes a lot better. But when I first didn't understand it, like it was just yeah. it was just a bit mad. Like ideas were just popping and it was just like, rah, like what am I okay, this and I'll hear conversations. Like I'll think about conversations between characters mm. and I'll think, hold on, who's that who's that? Was that was that a real conversation? Wait, no that was oh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So, okay. like cause I know other people that are creative. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. And some use um like Smoking, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. to kind of get them to yeah, that, yeah, yeah, to that yeah. stage. Yeah. Um, but you just. That's <laughs> <laughs> looking at me like. <laughs> but, but for you, you because of all the the, the pre work that you put into yeah, that yeah, kind of yeah. natural that naturally happens for you. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. You just go into that zone. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of. I mean, I, yeah. I think everyone has their thing in it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but for me, I don't think like with, with, with what I like so for artists who might like smoke maybe use weed or whatever whatever to help them get to that stage mm-hmm. like I feel like 
doing that for me and not for like them, whatever works for them, whatever. But for me, I feel like that's too reliant on something on the outside source. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I'm okay. saying? Like yeah. Yeah. for for something that comes from within. Mm-hmm. You know, because whatever it is that we're gonna produce creatively, it comes from within. It's in us all the time. So what about if you haven't got the gateway source to open yeah. up at that time? Is that idea gonna come out or not? Yeah. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, so I like to think it's always there. And then I just have to naturally tap into it, like at whatever <coughs> given moment, you know. So yeah, I tend to kind of stay away from from, from substances. <laughs> <laughs> and and in terms of you sitting down, like you said, when did you start writing your late latest book? Uh, so this one I started writing last summer. Last summer. Yeah. And it's almost. And it's oh, I mean, it's it's done now. It's done. Yeah. Um, it's just like the final edits, but it's pretty much done. Yeah. And, right. and you don't. Do you bounce your ideas off somebody? Is there like somebody you sit down with? Yeah, and kind yeah, of yeah. Like a focus group. Or yeah, but I mean, not in the not in the same way as like a focus group. Okay. But more so, just like general conversations. Do you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's like I feel like if you because most people aren't looking at the conversations that they have from a research point of view, but if you actually stop and just like analyze your week and analyze the different people that you speak to and the and, and the subject matters that come up. And then think, hold on, this person gave me some insight about that. I never thought about, oh, okay, this person said this and so mm-hmm. forth. And so what I found was just like naturally speaking to people. I'm quite like a like an open person anyway. I quite like talking to people, especially if it's just like on a train or whatever, whatever. Like when I was when I was writing my novel, No Place to Call Home, yeah, there were so many times where I would just be, you know, on the train or at a random party or whatever, and I just mentioned, yeah, I'm writing this book about identity. Boom, people start telling me everything about them. Right. Where they come from, yeah. where they were born, what they identify as, X, Y, and I haven't even asked nothing. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Just, like, just opening up to you. Just yeah. open up. And I think naturally people have that desire to open up and mm. to connect and to be listened to and to be heard. Yeah. Yeah, you sure. know, so it's just like, okay, like, but so many times when we communicate, when we talk to people, we talk to people at a point of telling our story rather than listening. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 you know, so yeah, imagine two people in conversation and they're both trying to tell the other person something. Yeah, people people talk like have conversations with an intent to like to get their point across. To respond, didn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. To hear what it's supposed to be exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like <laughs> at this point, I'm like usually especially when I'm writing, I'm like, right, I'm not even saying things. I'm not really trying trying to have an opinion. I'm just like listening, listening, listening. Whether it's like listening to dialogue, whether it's like listening to ideas or just like some the most random thing might spark an idea to something. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. And then it leads to, oh, I should do this, I should do that, or oh, I've never thought about this. Mm. And then it just kind of goes from there, you know. That's dope, man. Appreciate it, man. You, another question, so yeah. um I don't know if I'm no, just going to right, right. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, obviously, the finished article, all right, you've just written it, it's mm-hmm. rough, mm-hmm. all right? Mm-hmm. Is there a specific person that you might say, you know what? Do you have an editor? Bad. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 not so much an editor, but somebody yeah. you would give it to just to have a read that you trust their opinions. Um, yeah. Like, is there, is, that, is there somebody mm. that's there for you? So at the moment, like, luckily, I've got an agent, and the agent's the person that I can, like, go to. But what's... So what's really, I had a, quite a bad experience initially, right? So, um, sorry, not with my agent, but with, when I first, when I wrote my first novel, boom, finished it, and I was like, okay, I, 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 need, I don't know what I'm doing. Right? I've never written a novel before, I don't know if it's good or how people are going to take it. Mm. So I had like a certain, I had about 
10 friends who were readers, quote unquote, like these people like read books, like, interested in books, they're passionate about books, they've read books regularly. So I hollered at them and was like... You me, no? Man these books, you know? No, but I didn't know you had to face them over that time, bro. <laughs> I'm messing up. But like, these are the these man were like, yeah, like, books yeah, are no, my no, thing. Like, you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I you, you know, so, like, personal. <laughs> I'll go for the next one. <laughs> and then like, and then I was like, okay, so I've, I've written the first draft of this book. Um, I want to send you the first five chapters just to like get a bit of feedback in terms of, because obviously they can't read the whole book because that would take a while. Like, but yeah. just the first five chapters, genuinely within the first five chapters of a book, you can tell whether or not you're going to like it or mm. whether it's going to be readable or interesting enough to keep your intention and all of that. Mm. So yeah, I sent it to 10 people and they were like, yeah, cool. Oh my days, man. You're right. Yo, yeah, boom. Duh, 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 duh. Cool, send it. <sighs> Oh, bro, I haven't. Oh, no, uh. Bare excuses All came. All stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bare excuses came. And, like, in the end, only one out of the ten actually gave me something back and yeah. was like, oh, you know what? I really like this, I really like that. But, like, for me, I was so fixated on the other nine who didn't yeah. respond. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it took a while for me to value the response of that one right. person. Right. Like, yeah, do you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Which is really important because they're saying some With very valid things. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And at that point, I was like, right, it's not about like going to so many people. It's about actually like that one person who maybe knows your voice, maybe knows what you're trying to say mm-hmm. and can give you honest feedback. Yes, you know? yes, so, yes, yes. Yeah, but I understand that now. But at first it was kind of like, oh, these guys, okay, we're boys, yeah? You are okay, oh, yeah? All right, see if I hold you again. <laughs> it's like that. Um, I, last question. Just just in case anyone's listening to this and they're yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. they're they're writing. I hope, I hope they are, but <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, anyone who's listening to this that has written, yeah. right? How would they go about getting their book published? Okay, that's, that's a great, great question. Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So the industry is the industry, isn't it? Yeah, like. Just like any industry, you have to you have to have your connections. You have to like you have to alter. Like I I came at it almost from a very kind of like naive, artistic, creative point of view, initially thinking, okay, so it's going to be about literature and storytelling and people all over. And then I saw people just writing trash who were getting published, and I was like, oh, okay, um, you know, and and that person knows that person, and then just. It happening because of that, mm. and so it's 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 kind of disheartening at first, but like you you have to balance it, so you have to make the connections, you have to be out there, you have to make people believe that you have uh, a narrative, a story that you're passionate about, that you know is going to be something that is long lasting. At least it's the approach that I take, right? Because it's about purpose, it's about substance, it's not just about getting published or getting something out there, but it's about like what kind of legacy you can leave behind with this, like how is it, what kind of impact is, is your work gonna make? So make those connections, think about your long, long lasting impact as well, but like make connections not just with the industry, but also on local, with local people. Like, so for me, my, the, my journey up was like, a lot of the times was through open mic nights, I went to bare open mic nights, bare. Like, people don't even realise, like, I would go to work, then drive to Birmingham, do a poetry gig in Birmingham for, like, 20 minutes, mm-hmm. right? Two, three-hour drive to Birmingham, p- 
poetry night for 20 minutes, come back, get home at like 1 a.m., 2 a.m., up for work at 6 a.m. next day. Mm -hmm. Like, and that was just because I flipping loved this thing. Like, yeah. it was inexplicable. Like, now I'm old and tired, so I'm like, I get my sleep. I don't do that as much. But, like, just the burning passion I had for this thing, yeah. like, it was just like, it's crazy that, you know, that, that experience of, like, sharing just words, no music, nothing else, like, room full of people, and it's just silent. You know what I'm saying? And you just have those words. And I think people, especially now in the age of social media, and they see, they see the, the follows or the likes or the blue ticks or this or whatever, they forget to go back to the root of the thing, which is just like following what you're passionate about. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So make those connections with your readers, but also make connections within the industry if you can. Mm. And there's, there's a lot of support out there for writers as well. Like submit to, submit to prizes, submit to different... Um, funds and so forth like I've been quite lucky to get funding for quite a few projects that I've done and now I'm at the stage where like I'm getting more funding because I'm producing more work but it's I'll be honest like it's not easy you, you know like yeah. you know you dream for something you want something to happen it's like yeah I want to write a book I want to write a book and then someone comes out okay cool write a book and you're like oh shit I've got to write a book <laughs> it's like oh <laughs> okay um, 90,000 words 90,000 words is, sorry I don't know what to go on but 90,000 words is yeah. Look, like, wait, hold up. What were dissertations in uni? Ten. Ten. So that's it. Okay, I'm thinking. That is masters. That might. That might be like twenty, maybe, maybe thirty. But yeah, ninety yeah. thousand. Like the average novel. Too much. My man. first novel was ninety thousand words. Fam. Whoo. It is long, and so when you have to just stay on it, like everything, you have to be so consistent just throughout. How do you, How do you not waffle? Mm. No, but part of storytelling is a little bit waffling. waffling yeah, yeah. yeah, like. It's yeah. creative waffling, it's tangible. Great, creative. It's got, yeah, a, lot, man. got to be a lot of filler in it. Yeah, a lot of filler. Conversation, description. Yeah. Oh, not, not as much as Dragon Ball Z, boy. They'd be, <laughs> they be dragging their days out. Yeah. I mean, don't waffle too much. Like, it still has to make sense. But, like, you have to just... What I find fascinating you know, is just listen to people tell stories, right? Where, like, next time, I don't know, your partner, your friend, whatever, talks about work, mm. like, just listen to how they tell you about work. They'll come up to you and say... Imagine someone got fired, right? Yo, you never get, you never guess what happened, man. Yo, Bob, Bob, Bob from accounts got fired. Yeah. <laughs> right. But then they'll start going on, and then like I had salad for lunch, yeah. And the man's coming back from salad. Well, I was a little bit late, yeah. And then like actually, I was thinking, oh, I saw one fine girl crossing the road, like you know. And then I was thinking, oh, should I get a number? But if I'm late again, because my boss, yeah, all of those, they're fillers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The story is Bob from accounts got fired. Yeah, let's get to right. Like, no one comes up to you and just says Bob got fired. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right? So like yeah, we have that natural storytelling instinct in us, mm. you know, yeah. and, and we know it, but we just don't really apply it analytically because we're using it in social situations. Mm. You know, that's dope. Yeah, that's legit, man. Trust me. It's good insight. Appreciate, it, appreciate. Very, it. very good insight, man. Um, all right, so that that kind of links up to our next topic. Um, right, yeah, definitely, definitely links up. For sure, the importance of writing and and, and how we uh, how you utilize your fillers, boy. Yeah, for <laughs> so like if hopefully you know in future JJ you're writing, you know, mm. get a couple of books um, published, and then something gets made into a movie, gets yeah. adapted into a movie. Oh, I'd love that because that happens a lot, obviously in yeah. in Hollywood and in the film industry. Mm. But sometimes it works, other times it doesn't. Mm. You know, so um, today we've come up with a couple books that have been adapted into movies that we've all seen. Or the, the books that we've read, and we're just going to list a couple. I don't know 
some of your um, I can't remember some of your um, picks, your choices. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, let's just see we start with Animal. You can start with me, I guess. Um, so I picked first and foremost. I picked Lord of the Rings. Um, originally published, I think, in 1932. So obviously, a while back. 1932. Um, I think so. I'm pretty sure. Man of fighting wars and someone's writing books, yeah. I guess entertainment's got to be created somehow. It's like 10 years to write Lord of the Rings, isn't it? Bro, it's a process. Did you pick this because of that movie that came out? What movie? Tolkien. Tolkien or whatever. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Oh, no, amazing. Really? I don't think I've even seen it. Yeah, what's the guy's name that wrote? Yeah, um, J.R. Tolkien. Yeah, there's a movie about him. Serious? Yeah, I mean, he was a serious guy. He was. Okay, um, you might need to watch this movie, bro. I might have to. So originally, The Hobbit was written first. So you know, The Hobbit was eventually spun, spun off as well. Yeah, horribly so. But um, <laughs> 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 I wasn't feeling the Hobbit series, man. I think it was one of them that I thought was semi decent. Um, I didn't even see it, bro. Yeah, you ain't missing that. Yeah, Lord of the Rings is, is, is where it's really at. And um, originally, so he wrote, he wrote. He wrote the Hobbit series, mm-hmm. and then it was like, well, we want to know more about these Hobbits. So like, what's what's the rest of the story? So then he wrote Lord of the Rings. And Lord of the Rings is the main story that you see in the films, um, and I guess just coming from like a book aspect, it's very the books don't even do the film justice. Or the films only do the books justice. Sorry, the yeah. way around. Um, the books are so vivid. Like I think those, those, those that style of writing. Man, the other book I chose is, is similar as well. It's a bit more modern. Yeah. Um, but it's like, it's so in-depth. You have to create this world that, that doesn't exist at all through words. And I think, you know, I'm sure you can appreciate it. Um, so I read it when I was 14, 13, 14. Oh, so down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, to be fair, when I was young, I was really into books as well. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah. something that I continued on with. Um, but I was really into books when I was younger. So I read that. Um, and there were books, there were genres, there were books of a similar genre um, that I was reading as well. Um, it was just about that kind of like mystery that that kind of like fantasy fantasy mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um and that that world it was it was it was in those <clears throat> kind of why i got into comics to be fair with you um and so i read yeah so i read lord of the rings uh took me forever uh it was, it's a serious book I didn't, I didn't i didn't actually read so i didn't read the other parts of the story i read, I read the original lord of the rings book mm. um and then i think 2003 Okay. They dropped the film. The first film was like three hours, three hours, twenty minutes. Um, what do you think of the film? The film is insane, man. It's insane. Like it's 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 like I say, it's, it's even nothing like the book. The book, there's so much more that goes on in the book in terms of character development, in terms of uh, plot twist, story. Yeah. Um, but obviously, for an adaptation, the film itself is already three hours, twenty yeah. minutes. Mm, yeah. How much more can you throw in there? But I think yeah. I think they do a good job. I think they do a really good job. I think um, I think it's cast terrifically. Which is which is I think is a big problem for adaptations is is how you cast, especially if you've been because if, if you only watched the film because you heard the book was good you could care less who the character yeah, is. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But if you know the character from the book and their mannerisms, yeah. how they carry themselves, their their own personal quests, um, I think one thing you get from a book that you can't necessarily get from a film, maybe a TV show, is each person's individual journey. Um, and Lord of the Rings still does a great job of that because they've got the three chapters. They do a tremendous job of that as well. So Lord of the Rings, I think. Very well received by a film. Yeah, um, definitely. I think the franchise itself made like two point. It made it isn't the billies. I can't remember. Billies. Yeah, the franchise. Yeah, the franchise itself. Off a two hundred and forty-eight million budget as well. For all three, all three movies. They were all filmed together. Wow, that yeah. They were all filmed together and then released one year after the other. That's dope, man. I literally only watched Lord of the Rings because of my brother. 
So I was like, what is this? And then he's like, nah, it's, it's lit. It's lit. It's lit. Like, it's lit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I watched it. I thought, nah, this is alright still. I, I'm never reading the books, though. Man, ain't got that kind of time. <laughs> yeah, now I don't think. Yeah, no, no, no. Cause I haven't read the books, but like, I'd love think. to. Good. But now it's a bit. Yeah. That's, that's it's a sitting. It's a, it's it's a it's a, um, like I said, I think it took me a full school, like a full school year to read that yeah. book. Jeez. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. Because you can't just read it by itself. Like you have to read other <coughs> books with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. During school, you're still reading other books as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah true, true. You know what I'm saying? No one's going to practice in that as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, right, what's your other pick? So my other pick is um, is I guess the Chronicles of Narnia. I said the Journey Through Narnia. The Chronicles Yo! of Narnia. Serious books, right? I love Narnia, man. Yeah, man. I'm telling you. Oh my gosh. B1 serious. JP, you read these books. B1's not. <laughs> I've seen the movie, though. <laughs> I, I didn't even see the movie. In school? Nah, I, in nah. school? In school, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In school. In school. Yeah, yeah. Did you show it to the kids or did you. No, 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 no. no. Oh, well, that was a kid. I'm sure you're right. I'm sorry. Honestly, I. Go on, what you do? Nah, nah, nah. I'll save it. <laughs> no, I haven't seen this movie that like, it's not because I'm saying that it's rubbish or whatever I just haven't had an opportunity mm. so The Chronicles of Narnia I don't think is as well received okay mm. um, is that the one with the cupboard yes Lion Witch in the Wardrobe mm. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, Lion Witch in the Wardrobe sick book mm. sick book of, uh, when I say more modern it's more modern than Lord of the Rings but I mean Lord of the Rings yeah. is set in, a, in the time that you, ah, okay. you know, I'm bringing back some serious nostalgia man yeah, bro oh like, there was there was one other series of books and I can't remember what it was called because I, I wanted to talk about that they made yeah. one of the films but they never made the rest Goosebumps R.S. Dine no bro don't get me started yo did you guys read the one where you could choose yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, the option. Yeah, the option. Page, yeah. Go to page da, 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 if you want them to open the door or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Oh, I think it was like primary school? Yeah, primary yeah, school. Yeah, 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 I'm not going to even mug it if it's. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, what I wanted to say, what was your favourite Goosebump book? Like, which, like what um, villain? Like, the ones that stick out in my mind. It's the one with the camera that if you take a picture of somebody, yes. the camera, they go inside oh, yeah, the camera. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, the, mm, there's three now. There's the one with the ventriloquist, the dummy. The ventriloquist yeah, was fire. Or the guy that couldn't take off the mask when he put on. The, See, I don't, the, I don't, the child. I think I saw that one on TV. You know, that, that, the, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah, TV yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I saw yeah. that one on TV. I don't think I ever read it. Goosebumps are sick. Yeah, Goosebumps are sick. Those are the TV. So, so yeah, book to TV, isn't it? Yeah, book to TV. There's a film though, right? Yeah, I didn't watch yeah. that. Is it Jack Black? Yeah. Jack Black, yeah. Is it? Yeah, yeah. What's this saying? It's Pat. It's not the one, though. Nah. Nah, man, I couldn't do it. I already knew. It's tough, man. Mm. It's tough. Yeah. To recreate that on the screen and nah. But the thing, they did it well for the TV show. Why couldn't they do it well with the movie? Like, what was it that went wrong? You gotta think of the times, bro. Times, yeah, mm. definitely. Mm. It's back in the day. Do you know what I'm saying? And fresh off the book, you're seeing on TV, you're thinking, oh shit. Like a TV show is like, but oh, wow. so much has happened in Since, between. It's like, yeah. Other things have come. Some things just need to be left alone. Yeah, mm. definitely. That's definitely. true. That's mm. definitely true. Like Green Lantern. <sighs> well. <laughs> Oh, do you know what? Yeah. But anyway, yeah, Lion Witch the Wardrobe, um, like I say, slightly more modern, um, but I think I think generally didn't have the same success as Lord of the Rings because Lord of the Rings is it's so impactful, it's so powerful. I think I feel like Lord of the Rings really just drove like a, a whole genre of TV as well. Like I feel like a lot of this yeah. kind of like mystical old old age TV and film that we see yeah. is all Lord of the Rings. Um, but uh, Lion Witch the Wardrobe, so what's the word I'm looking for? Like the way that the way it's explained, the way it's, the way they elaborate upon it, like just everything that's going on in, in the books, mm-hmm. and I think because of the age you're at as well, because it's young characters as well. Mm-hmm. I think you, I think you draw, to, you, I'm drawn to it more. Yeah, I was young at the time. Um, 
it's like, raw. Like, I really could live in this world. Like, I yeah, really could yeah, go through yeah. the wardrobe yeah. into Narnia and a whole bunch of madness is kicking off. Mm. Um, whereas Lord of the Rings is like, I ain't never find that ring, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But some of the characters, I can't remember the characters by, by heart, but like, kind of like the, the tree people, like actual trees. I remember the trees. Yeah, like, yeah, man. Even The man named came to fight one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Serious, man. So it's, um, I think, I think those, those adaptations work. I think those two specifically work well, mm-hmm. um, just because the genre itself is something you, you really want to see on TV. Or on film, should I say? Mm-hmm. Um, again, the casting is important, but it's about the story you tell about each individual character. And, um, and Lord of the Rings is literally about a, a group of people in different areas taking a journey to the exact same place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like how everyone's arriving and where they arrive, who, yeah. how they align themselves with each other, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So Lord of the Rings definitely for me. A bit like the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that callback. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Some people don't get that far. <laughs> Alright, man. <bro. laughs> before, before we get back into it, alright, so my my two picks. <laughs> my two picks, well, the first one is The Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. Oh, okay. So and the thing is, and in a lot of my situations when I watch a movie that I've read the book on, I normally like happen to just stumble upon the book, then see the movie. But mm. Wolf of Wall Street, I cannot remember what made me read this book mm. but I definitely did read it before I watched the movie mm. so Wolf of Wall Street is about Jordan Belfort who is a trader and he creates a brokerage firm that works with like penny stocks basically and they just make a ton of money mm. and it's about his lifestyle and some of the crime element that comes into it because um, obviously they're cheating the system and then it's like downfall in his business and personal life mm. It's a, so it's basically it's an autobiography it's a, but like a memoir mm-hmm. a collection of events happen, that happened in a period of his life and it just basically delves into how he started um, the people he came across and how he um, built his um, basically enterprise to where he got to and then the lifestyle that came with it because it's America so you know it's crazy in America you know what it's like money, sex, drugs they do not shy from this. He doesn't shy from this at all yeah, in his book. Yeah, yeah. Like from jump, it's just nuts. Um, so yeah, I, like I was in uni, I want to say probably around the, around these times where I watched where I read the book, and so it just like intrigued me. I was like entertained by everything that was going on in the book and the characters within it as well. Um, and he is a very how do I describe this guy? He's more of a he was very drug filled. Um, mm-hmm. because of the time as well yeah. but he had such a such a drive to be successful yeah. so that was interesting as well um, and as much as he ended up having a downfall due to certain things in his life I don't think that was his aim his aim was obviously his aim was never to, for these things to come to an end but it was not known for him when to stop yeah, yeah, when yeah. To, to let things go of course um, so that was in like 2007 I believe the book was published then six years later Martin Scorsese decided to direct this movie um, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, mm-hmm. which we all know is a dope actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this is one of the roles that everyone was cheering for him to get Oscar for. Yeah. Did you mind watch this movie? Yes. yes. Yeah. What do you mind think? I thought it was yeah, And the thing is now, the thing about book to movie adaptations is that sometimes you always go into it thinking, I wonder if this movie is going to be just like the book, book that yeah. I read. Mm. I have to say that these are one of the few instances where they got it right for the most part. Obviously, it's never 
scene for scene, some things they have to let go, some things they just include. Yeah. But like, I think one of the first things in the movie was him doing crack off the cheeks of this prostitute. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's in the book. Like, like he, he's. Yeah. I was say, wasn't it his wife in the movie? His wife is in the movie, but that's not his wife. Bruv, these, these are these these traders in America, bruv. Drug, sex, money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's no joke. Um, yeah, so the movie does a great job. I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio, his performance is serious. Um, there's Jonah Hill. He yeah, plays yeah. A, a key um, component in this movie because he's one of the guys that's also in the brokerage. And what I wanted to say is that you mentioned casting, how casting is important. Yes. It's very important. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, these are, it's a, it's a white cast. So it's... So for the most part, like I, I didn't expect any diversity in that yeah. sense. Um, so I couldn't really, in my mind, put any face to the characters. Yeah, yeah. But with Jordan Hill, Margot Robbie, who was his wife, mm-hmm. they played their roles well. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, Margot Robbie was his wife, who they had a troubled relationship mm-hmm. um, simply because of his business and things like that. And obviously having to live that lavish lifestyle and having to keep that going. Yeah. But yeah, their relationship was pretty um, well represented in the movie. Um, also, Jordan Belfort was actually in the movie as well. He shows up at the very end, oh, in the last season, uh, in the last scene, yeah, in the last scene. So he's there. I feel like this adaptation was well done. The scene in particular, where when I was reading the book, he's talking about how he had to leave. I forgot where it was. He had to leave somewhere and get in a car and go home. I believe it was, but he was drugged up. But he said, yeah, so he's like, you know, I had to get out of the car, I had to make a safe drive home, I got there to stand third. But then when he wakes up like the next day, he realises that he was drugged out of his mind. Like he had got into the car, he had fucked up all the cars in the road because he was crashing everywhere. Oh my God. And they did that so perfectly in the movie. In the movie, they showed showed him coming out of the car, driving home, cool, and then you see they ride it. So sorry, exactly yeah. how it was done. Yeah. It's things like that that I feel like they pulled straight from the pages yeah, of yeah, yeah, the yeah. book and put right onto the screen. I feel like, yeah, that, that um, book to a movie adaptation was dope. My second pick is Ready Player One. I know you love that Okay, one. I haven't seen that. Man, but, no, oh, I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. No, I said you need to go and check it out. Oh, go to the film or the book? I won't lie to you, yeah. I'm, okay, in this situation, I think I prefer the What's book. it about? Yeah, and this is true. Okay. So Ready Player One is based on this guy called Wade Watts. He lives in like a dystopian, dystopian future, like 2044. Mm-hmm. And the whole world basically lives in a VR reality. <coughs> Everyone, like VR headsets are the norm. It's like yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. mobile phones. Yeah. You work in the VR reality. You go to school in the VR reality. It's called the Oasis. Yeah. And... <coughs> Within that reality, that's where everyone everyone is. But the creator, he left three Easter eggs in this oasis. Mm. And if you find, and he, by the way, he's dead. He passed away. Right. If you find these three, three Easter eggs, you own oasis and you become a billionaire. Right. So you can imagine, this is what everyone's trying to do. At the same time, I'm yeah, living yeah, their yeah, life, yeah. right? Um, so basically, he's basically living in a VR world and he comes across an Easter egg. Yeah. So he's the, and there's a leaderboard, by the way that nobody's on. Yeah. So when he gets the first Easter egg, his name pops up. Yeah. World yeah. goes nuts. Yeah. Everyone's like, someone's finally found an Easter egg. And the whole aim of the movie is to, there's this, basically a, a, a corporation. Do you remember their name? Hell. There's this co- evil corporation, basically, mm-hmm. evil corporation, who have got a bunch of workers living in this facility that are just out there to get these Easter eggs. Yeah, 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 and yeah. so it's like, 
react. This is where reality and VR yeah, come into yeah, one because yeah, in yeah. the real life they're trying to find this kid. Yeah. And they're trying to coerce him to work with them. Yeah. But when he doesn't want to, then now they want to kill him before yeah, he yeah, finds the rest of these days. Yeah. It's dope because in this VR reality you can create avatars, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these avatars are all like from characters from popular culture games that we know. Right. So like the Street Fighters. Oh, right. the, um, yeah, all, the yeah, yeah. all the movie properties. Like yeah. like who else was in there? Uh, Iron Giant's in there. Iron Giant. Um Gundam Ring. Mm. Oh yeah. Chucky yeah. was in there. Chucky was in there. Yeah, it, turtles. It's, turtles. Turtles were in there, like um, Halo characters, Halo like it's, characters. It's yeah, basically yeah. anything that you can think of, like to create an avatar yeah, in yeah, this movie. Yeah. And this is why this movie gassed me. I watched it with your man, them. I was too hyped <laughs> because it's like <laughs> that was on last year. On last year, yeah, last year. It seems like forever. Bro, and that's really? I was like, yo, you see that guy? You see this character? Huh? Twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen? 2017? I feel like it was like 2017. 2017, yeah? yeah? Maybe late 2017. Okay, late 2017. Um, now, when I read this book, this was one of the best books I've ever read in my life in terms mm-hmm. of engagement. I was so I, w- I was so gassed to get on a train to mm-hmm. read this book without mm-hmm. my reading time. So I, I was fully in this world. Mm-hmm. So when I heard that Steven, Spiel- Steven Spielberg was going to make this movie, Steven Spielberg, he's a, he's a good director. Yeah, cool. So I was looking forward to it, but I was worried mm-hmm. because... Oftentimes, these things that you create, these images that you create in your mind, they hardly come to life on screen. Yeah. And I believe this is one of the instances where I didn't get what I expected, but yeah, I was happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, this is about a VR world, right? Yeah. And the, the, in my mind, I created a landscape, I created all these characters that I saw in my mind. And when Steven Spielberg read, read the book, he saw something completely different. Mm. Maybe similar. But completely different, mm. and obviously they're going to take liberties with what they can do. Mm. But it's a Warner Brothers production, so they're using all their own mm. proprietary characters in this mm. movie as well. But um, for the most part, it was sick though. I can't lie to you; it was okay. dope. Definitely I feel like this one is. It's it's going to be if you read the book and then watch the movie, yeah. you're definitely going to. Yeah. Everyone's going to have different interpretations. But yeah, it's sick. Man. I'm not gonna lie. In um, in regards to that, I feel like I've got to go back and do both. I definitely got to read the book. I never read the book before. But definitely what at night. With you talking about, I want to watch the film again, man. There were some high points in that film. Mm. I was gassed. Yeah, was it, was, it was very dope. Yeah. 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 Um, two picks, man. Yeah, so me, me yeah. yeah. Uh, my two picks. I, so the first one um, is a bit of a cheat code because it's an autobiography. Okay. Um, the autobiography of Malcolm X. Oh, right. So I read that. Oh, sick. Do you know what I'm saying? Sick. Yeah. You ain't read it? I ain't read it yet. Bro, that is the, sh- that's the stuff. Yo, come on. Yo, come on. The trailer read? Oh my, oh my come goodness. On, that's Listen, sick. man. That's dope. Firstly, the book, the book is just mind blowing. Mm. Like, it's so compelling right from the start. I mean, obviously the book, um, as written by Alex Haley. So it's an autobiography up through Alex Haley. I think it's published in 1973 um, or 75, that kind of era. And, it, the, the the journey, the depth that you go into in terms of like getting to know the character, getting to know Malcolm just as an individual. Mm. Firstly, as like a basically uh, a, a crackhead. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like as a drug abusive sex worker, like pimp, like just on an absolute madness. Yeah. And his stages of transformation like throughout yeah. and just how like deep and compelling it is. And um, so I loved the book. I read the book when I was a teenager at some point. Um, and then I, when I watched the movie, 
wow, man, I was just blown away. Denzel Washington, who obviously played Malcolm, like, that's the closest, I, I guess, like, book or I, a real-life um, kind of a actor to real-life person kind of a characterization I've ever seen, I think, in mm. my opinion. Wow. He played that character, and I remember watching it. I watched it by myself, interestingly. I didn't watch it when it came out in the cinema, but I remember getting on DVD and watching it by myself. Mm. And there's the final scene where, or closing up to the final scene, I, I won't spoil it, but I think everyone knows what happens. Oh, <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> if you don't know what happens, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yo, what, what are you living in? Um, but the scene where he, like, how Malcolm basically reconciles knowing that he's going to die, mm -hmm. right? And he still goes to um, give his final speech and that long kind of walk to the auditorium where he's going to give his speech. Like, I remember watching it and completely forgetting that I was watching the movie. Like, I felt like I was in, in that moment. In that moment. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And I completely forgot that I was watching Denzel Washington play Malcolm. Mm. I literally thought I was watching Malcolm. And so for me, like, that's just been, that's honestly the best, like, book to, book slash real life to movie mm. adaptation, like, ever. Um, so that's, like, my first one. And my second one is just, like, it's, it's a personal favourite because um, I love the book and I really just love the movie. Uh, curious to see what you guys are going to say. Um, iRobot. Oh, iRobot? Yeah. There's a book? Yeah, yeah. so uh, it's written by... Um, Will Smith? Yeah, Will Smith, yeah. Okay. Um, so it's written by a sci-fi sci writer, Isaac, uh, Isaac Asimov, who's written a number of books. I think that one was published in the 1950s. Um, but... Like, his books go into detail. So everything that we're seeing now is just like, mm. yeah, man wrote back way back then. Yeah. Um, and for me, I feel like the, the, that was one of the best roles that I've seen Will Smith in, in terms of movies. Because sometimes his roles can be a little bit... Yeah. Yeah, man. like a little bit touch and go. You know, I love Will. Like, I really love Will. But I feel like he's never... Well, he didn't... It's difficult to fully imagine him outside of... The Will Smith, Fresh Prince of Bel Air yeah, character, yeah. you know, because he did that so well, mm -hmm. and that's what it's it known for. Depends on his um, supporting cast. Oh, oh, that's a good point, you know. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Why? Oh, I just clocked it. Did you see my reaction? We're gonna, we're gonna break that down. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you. <laughs> yeah, that, is, that was great though, that was great. It does highly depend on his supporting cast. He's a great actor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's obviously very talented, one of the goats. Um, but like, there, there was just certain, certain parts where I kind of felt like I was just watching him. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I feel like the, in, you know, like him, like Will Smith in Seven Pounds, I wasn't really convinced by that, you know, entirely. If you watch um... Seven Pounds, that was. But like in Irobot, I felt convinced by it. Like that representation, and I love the film. So. Just the, his mannerisms, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I'm with you on that. Yeah, his mannerisms, and yeah. I, like there was, and there were so many films where he has to run like either topless or in a vest, like yeah. really fast at some point. Yeah, and sometimes it just wasn't necessary. Yeah, like, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But he's got to sell. It's, that's the appeal, isn't it? Yeah. Like, but um, yeah, I love that. I love that uh, uh, film, and, and and the book was like just as exciting, if not more. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's that's those are my two. Yeah, they did. Alright, so uh, my two picks, yeah, I'm going to be completely 100% honest. I ain't read these books, oh. but 
<laughs> I enjoyed the movies, isn't it? So I thought, let me pick these, talk about them. Yeah. So the first pick um, is Fight Club. Okay. Oh, okay. What's the, what's the first rule of Fight Club, bro? Don't talk about Fight Club. Don't talk about Fight Club. But I'm going to talk about Fight Club. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was written in 1996 by, it was a novel by Chuck Palahniuk. I think I said that right. Mm-hmm. I'm not too sure. But um, it's basically about a guy who suffers from insomnia. Um, he finds relief by going to different support groups and acting as a sick person, do you know what I'm saying? Like, just to make like connections with different people. Um, one day he bumps into a character known as Tyler Durden, uh, the soap salesman, who in the movie is played by Brad Pitt. Man, like, mm-hmm. um, Yeah, the unnamed protagonist is played by Edward Norton. Um, I was going to get into that a little bit later, but I might as well just let you guys know now. Mm. Um, yeah, so just through research, the book and the movie is pretty much similar for the most part, but there's like just a little bit of differences. Mm-hmm. Like, we've all seen the movie, yeah? Mm-hmm. I can't lie to you, man. I've seen it, guys. Slow down before anyone jumps on me. No <laughs> But I just can't remember it too tough because I watched it when I was younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like, yeah, no, that's I, and I feel like I, if I watched it now, I'd appreciate it more. Yeah, 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 yeah. probably. probably. Yeah. I just so, so like in the movie, um, Tyler Durden doesn't really kill anyone, but in the book, he's like a raging terrorist. Oh, do you get what I'm saying? Um, they had this thing called what was it called Operation Operation Mayhem. Mm-hmm. Do you remember in the movie when um, like basically Brad Pitt was like just going around blowing shit up? Yeah, yeah. yeah. at the yeah. end. Tow- yeah, towards yeah. the end. Yeah, yeah, Operation yeah, Mayhem. Yeah, like yeah. basically, he's a fucking it's a terrorist, isn't it? Yeah. Um, also in this movie, Helena Bonham Carter. Did I say yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's in the movie as well, and Jared Leto was in this movie too. But I put, I don't remember him being in the movie. Nah. His nickname was like Angel Face or something. Mm. No? It's, like, well, it's not getting one of them ones where you have to watch it again. Yeah, 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 definitely. But um, yeah, like, this movie didn't do, it weren't too, didn't do too good in the theatres or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But when it was made to oh, DVD. Oh, didn't it? No. Uh, see, these movies like this, right? Back in the day, what you're going to say is when it comes to DVD, that's yeah. when it picks up uh, steam. Yeah. It comes a cult classic. classic yeah. 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 Came a cult classic. Um, it was directed by David Finch. Um, yeah, Fincher. So yeah, man, that's, that's pretty much my first pick. Yeah. My second pick, um, also, there was a sequel in 2015. What? There was a sequel? Fight Club 2. Straight to DVD. Straight to comic book. That's what? Right. Yeah. That's crazy. Straight to comic book. I did not know that. What's it called? Fight Club, yeah? Fight Club 2. What, um, That's who was the publishers behind it? Uh, no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so if you Straight lot want to know. Book. I've never even heard of that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I like that book. And who was that written by? But the the writer of the film, the movie, of the or the book, or do you know? I, I do not. Okay, know. that's interesting. Was it like a series of comic books, or just like literally one? I, f- I feel like it might have just been one. <laughs> Five wow. <or> two. <laughs> so like a graphic novel rather than a series. Probably. Uh. <laughs> it's just but, but, but from what I remember of a Fight Club, there's nothing to what? go on. Like, is what? Is it? Interesting yeah. story, yeah. I mean, I thought that I thought that would be the end. I mean, how does it end? Okay, no, I'm, yeah. I did he shoot himself in the movie? He, no, he beat no, himself, no, beat himself no, up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But mm, I've heard theories about how. Yeah, I've heard them too. But let's go on. Okay, go on. <laughs> They're supposed to be symbolically the like the same person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought I thought that was I thought that was. That was quite it. clear in the film. Well, not well, yeah. yeah, at the end. Oh, at the end. Oh, right. Okay, that's six steps. 
You find no, no, no. This is it's oh, Fight Club yeah, as well. Sorry. Huh? Fight Club as well. Like at the end. That's what I'm saying. Like six seventy. You find that at the end. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. My second pick was Life of Pi. Oh, okay. Anyone seen the movie? Is that the one when he's on a boat with the yeah. tiger? Yeah, man, I watched that, bro. Um, I've kind of read the book. with a tiger on a boat with the tiger. Yeah, yeah. With the tiger. I've heard theories about that too. I don't know if anyone else has said. But it's the tiger with imagination. I'll, I'll wait till the end Oops. of my. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I think I said it. No, let me know. no one heard you. No one heard you. Oh, okay. Okay. But I heard you. But I didn't hear you. But um, yeah, it's a Canadian fantasy adventure, um, written by Yann Martel. It was published in two thousand and one. Uh, it's about an Indian boy, lives in India, his family owns a zoo. Um, he's dealing with his own struggles in terms of religion. But um, like he basically converts to every single religion. Ah. Yeah. So he, he's, at once or, or like just I don't know. I think it's like at once. He's he's it's like you're trying to find answers, you're not sure. So he's going from one to the other. Yeah. Mm. He's going from one to the other. Um so I think the family uh, they're gonna up and reroute to Canada. On the way to Canada, they get shipwrecked. So basically, imagine like you're moving your whole zoo. Oh, that's right. Do you get what I'm saying? Oh, wow. So they get shipwrecked. I think this whole family gets taken out. Mm. Titanic. What did you say? Titanic. Okay. Yeah, basically. So, yeah, so somehow he ends up on a boat with a fucking tiger, yeah, an orangutan, a zebra. And a hyena. Man like Noah, what's going on? <laughs> Basically. Um, so yeah, they like shipwrecked for I think 227 days. Yeah, 227 wow. days. Uh, the book sold over 10 million copies. Jeez. Over 10 million copies. That's right, innit? Oh, I doing that? Um, but do you know what you were saying about like going through struggles and the question JP asked about like what advice would you give for people mm-hmm, who write and da, 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 da. like this book got rejected five times yeah. from like London House Publishing mm-hmm. until it was picked up by like a Canadian publishing mm-hmm. house or whatever and then like it's been nominated for Golden Globes Best Actor Best Picture all of that mm-hmm. stuff do you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. C- can you guess how how much money this movie the movie brought in nah I know that it had a dumb budget right yeah. I don't know what the budget was, but it made worldwide over six hundred million dollars. Six hundred. That's not million. Million. The thing is, that's good, but it's not, you know. It's yeah, not. Okay, what, you're going off. No, yeah, but no, like when did the movie come out? Uh, two thousand and twelve. What do you mean it's not good? Nah, man. Two thousand twelve. Nah, and, and uh-huh. <laughs> no, nah, indeed. Oh, it, what in comparison to budget, or are you saying? No, I'm saying in like in movie terms. Yeah. So basically, obviously, with in times like as as days go on, uh um, standards they, they change, yeah, 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 yeah. Back in the day, 600 million plus is dope, yeah. yeah. This day and age, uh, oh, I think I'm trying to say, and I'm not lead, lead, and I know everyone's going to say Marvel, whatever, lead yeah. the Marvel <laughs> out of it. For that's what I say, also, it does depend on the budget. Definitely like, I don't know what the budget, budget was, but I heard the budget was dumb, stupid. But I didn't, I haven't seen the movie, so I can't speak on the graphics and how much CGI, yeah, the budget's going to be stupid. So, for example, if the budget's like. Even if the budget's two hundred, still made your money back and some, which and is some. which is a profit, which is uh-huh. legit. But like six hundred million, speak now, it's okay. It's, it's it's successful. Don't get me wrong. But two thousand twelve, two thousand twelve, banging. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Wow. Two thousand twelve, banging. But yeah, actually, the budget, but you know what the budget is. But it'll be interesting yeah, to know what the budget was. It'll be interesting mm-hmm. to know that because that's a lot of money still. Yeah, that's, that's a, a, a fact. Yeah, man, those, those are my picks, man. 
JP Free. Before you go, let me guess. Charlie Chaplin. Oh, oh. <laughs> like that, yeah. <laughs> wow. And the, the adaptation is um, it's not a book, it's, um, it's, a, tab- it's a tablet. <laughs> it's a tablet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <This idiot. laughs> Alright, so my first one, and this is something that the film wasn't very good. Nice. Wasn't pretty good. Nah, that's what we need. Okay. Yeah, exactly what we need. So, the name of this is, um, what's it called? Northern, Northern, what's it called again? Northern, um, oh my god. Oh, yeah, sorry. The Golden Compass. Oh, I'm tripping, bro. <laughs> bro, that book was fire. Yeah, no, no. The movie the was movie. Good. Oh, that's what, I was, that's what I was trying to remember before. Yeah. Northern Lights. Northern, thank you. Those, uh, that's But well, the thing is, it has different titles in different. So in North America, uh, it was called right. Northern Lights, and in the rest of the world, Golden, Golden Compass. Compass. So it's kind of weird. So I think the book came out in 1982, so it's quite old, by Philip Pullman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Philip Pullman. Brown yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Bro, I, I like this book series more than Lord of the Rings and Lion, Lion, Mission and Water. Damn. If you haven't read it, go read the first book. The other books. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So obviously, the book. Um, Follows a young girl. Oh, it's about an, an, it's set in a parallel universe where human souls are literally like a lifelong uh, companion. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically, like, so basically, for instance, David, your your lifelong companion could be a dog. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> <laughs> sounds accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And, and basically, she she lives um, and dark forces are going around called clubbers or something like that are going yeah. around. Um, kidnapping um, children and doing these different kind of experiments type things. Um, so she, her, one of her, I think one of her best friends is kidnapped, and then she has to, um, you know, she okay. goes and she tries to chase it down or whatever. So obviously, reading that when I was uh, very younger, very young, that whole universe was like dope. So obviously, when they made the film, I think the film came out. I can't remember, two thousand four, two thousand. I don't know. So a little bit later, 2004. Yeah. So obviously, I'm excited. Yeah. Read mm. the film. I've read the book. Yeah. Going to watch it. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. You know, when you, you watch something and you're like, yo, this is absolute trash. Nonsense. Oh, and the ending is completely different to, to the book. I hate when they do stuff like So they've made, in the, in the, for the film, they've made the ending happier. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. This will be my story to interrupt, but the whole time you're telling me the story, who produced this movie? <sighs> that would be interesting to know because it sounds kind of Disney-ish. About, I, I don't like, think it was the Disney. animals, yeah. like, and this girl going to save a friend. Yeah. It sounds like something that something yeah that Disney would pick up. But I don't mm. think it was. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Nah. It yeah, wasn't and then and plus because because I'm thinking because it is um, Samantha's such a young um, protagonist. I would assume that they don't want you know her to have such a bad ending to a movie. Yeah. People, you look. People go to movies for what was it really? PG? Yeah, happiness and stuff like that. So yeah, probably. But that's probably yeah, why. But is that the, it, book, it, yeah. it, the book was a lot? Yeah. Okay. But they were just. She was too late to save her friend, basically. Um, and then obviously the book kind of ends, and the ending was just kind of sudden Very of sudden. The, the film, and it was like, okay, yeah. and it's part of a trilogy. So yeah, you've seen this one. I've seen the film, film was trash. Yeah. The done. books. Plus, so, and that's another thing that you have to take into consideration. Did they try and fit the three books into one movie? Or was it just what the, f- 
the movie was based on the first book? I think they dipped the, some of the source material between all three. Oh, okay. I think that was the real problem, innit? There you go, maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just, why, you know? Yeah. Um, my second one was, um, was a bit of a cheat, my second film, sorry, a film book adaptation, is um, Shawshank. Okay. Redemption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, I originally saw the film first. Ah, okay, man. Okay, but I later received the book as a gift from somebody. And these times now I was studying, going back and forth, traveling, so obviously I read the book. Um, and to be honest, that film and the book, I couldn't find too much disparities between the two yeah because you couldn't no but the only difference is is red who's played by morgan freeman in the in the in the film is actually in the book an uh an irishman do you know what i mean so like basically from what i can remember scenes scene by scene and even the bit at the end where andy escapes um is actually like, it actually happens like that in the book. Ah. Do you know what I mean? And did you know that that film didn't do well? Again? Shawshank didn't do really? well box office like that. But it happened afterwards, it became like a cult classic and then mm. it became, um, yeah, like, pretty well thought of. It's like yeah, pretty yeah. high yeah. on people's list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's an adult definitely, film. Definitely, like, yeah. and the things I, I, like, what just reading the book and the film, the things I loved about it, it was obviously... Andy's transition. So he's come from a bad situation. He's been accused of murder, and he goes to prison for it, mm-hmm. for murdering his uh, wife and her lover. Um, and then he goes through that whole. <laughs> whole <laughs> he goes. He goes through the whole uh, the prison stuff. He meets Red, mm-hmm. um, and they form like a friendship. And even their friendship, how they first meet, and do you know what I mean. Everything throughout was very much in line. Mm-hmm. Um, so that to me was like one of the better adaptations I would put out there. It's interesting okay. that you, you, you must have enjoyed the movie a lot, you know, yeah. the book. Yeah, because obviously, you know, you watch a film, and like, we've all watched films, and then you find out there's a book about it. And I'm like, because I like the film, I wanted to see if there's anything I had missed out, or anything they had missed, sorry, yeah. th- that put in, and I was surprised that they did a very, very good job, you know what I mean? Okay. Right to the end, pretty much. Nice. So, that, that was one of them. Yeah. Um, so to tie this all up, guys, what do we feel about adaptations going from the book to the movie? Do we do we like them for the most part? Are they successful? Is there, are there certain things that need to be done in order for them to work? Or like what? What in general? I think it's just hit and miss, man. Yeah. Because of you, you, it could even be good, or it, it well, it's not good. Yeah, yeah. But is there is there any reasons for why it's not good or why it's you know at okay. all? So, right, for instance, do you think the time frame is important as well for when the book was obviously released and the film being produced? Or it doesn't I don't really think matter? So. I don't think so, especially because we, we've now got technology to create anything. Mm. You understand? I think it's more of a case of staying true to the source material. Also, the reason why books are often ad- um, adapted is like, if you think about it from a business point of view, these um, production companies, they want to make money, and that's one of the key components to doing so, yeah. is that you have a piece of work that has, um, that people know about already. Something yeah. to go by. Something to go by that, so it has awareness to oh, it. Yeah. So when you make a movie of this, from the best-selling book, this, that, and first, so this yeah. is one of the things that production companies think about. That's almost like advertising in itself. Yeah, definitely. For the movie. Thank yeah. you. Oh, that book that I read that I love so right. much, they're making it into a movie. But then this is where I feel like you can get lost 
is that if they, like I said, the production company doesn't stick to the source material, what you're going to do is alienate, alienate a lot of the readers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. And then you're not going to get good reviews of yeah, the book. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Um, yeah. I think if you stick, like I said, you stick to the source material, um, you stay true to form, and you right. don't do it to necessarily make a franchise, because I think that's what a lot of things do. That's why I was kind of wondering how, about your story. You said that at the end, the, 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 the girl, her, she saved her friend, right? But in the book, she died. And I was, I was thinking, oh, did that mean they genuinely maybe want to continue her story? Because mm. that's why sometimes a lot of films don't do well, because just focus on the movie that we're watching. Instead don't, of thinking about Don't the, think about yeah. the future, because then you're not concentrating on telling that, finishing the story that mm. I'm watching at the moment. Mm. Yeah, so, um, yeah, and I feel like, again, last point is that when we all read a book, we're all going to see different things in our mind. So it's hard for mm-hmm. that filmmaker, that single filmmaker, to adhere to all of our yeah, thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But if they just do their best to, to, to just make a piece of work that is true to form, I think. Yeah. So that's yeah. my... Stay in line with the book, yeah. I think. And obviously, in terms of... I mean, it's, it's the job of a book to create a world for you, mm. whereas what you see on screen is what you take. Yeah. So I think when you're when you're when you're when you're going from book to film, I think you have to be able to create a world that is parallel to what the book has given you. Even if it's if it, even if it's, it only meets the visual requirements. So for example, I mean, The Lord of the Rings. You watch the films that are filmed in New Zealand, mm. and it's mostly about wide open landscapes, um, picturesque mountains, uh, villages. You've got several castles that you've seen are quite quite authentic. They they look like they could be real castles at some point in time. And that comes from the book, the description from the book. Once you go to a film, if you're trying to adapt things and maybe the setting is different or the you know, the, the, the journey, the approach where they're headed to is different, you're losing you're losing the you're losing that, that the soul of it, I think myself. Mm-hmm. And also I think it's about like the the, the process and um, oftentimes when movies are made adapted from books, the writer isn't really included. And so their, I guess, creativity yeah. and their inspiration yes. and perhaps like it's their own input. Yeah, it's the director's vision more than anything. And those are two different forms, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it, you come from a different space when you're creating it versus when you're adapting it. And, mm. you know, what you're watching on the screen is a completely different form to what you're reading in the book. And I think technically movies should be more enhancing because you have added elements. Like the fact that you have audio elements do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, true, yeah. Like, should actually make it more impactful because really and truly, reading a book is like watching a film on mute. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's absolutely yeah. no... Watching a film like, on mute. Yeah, like, there's no audio elements whatsoever. Even with audio books, yeah. there's not like, oh, he closed the door and then the sound of the door closed. That's just a bit weird. Like, some of them have this, I don't really appreciate it now. I just want it. I just want the words. Like, you know what I'm saying? And so, it's kind of like, I think, if more um, adaptations included like the input of the of the writer now obviously writers novelists they're not necessarily screenwriters so it's a different um, kind of dynamic but I think it's still important to say okay so when you included this scene what were you thinking like ask the originator that question and ask them if they've been like if it's been understood correctly mm. you know because so many times with books there'll be a certain scene and then people think it means this, but actually that's not what the writer was trying to say at yeah, all. Yeah. You know, so it makes sense because if you check the credits for a lot of these movies, 
you sometimes see that the the writer of the book mm. is also the person that helped like co-screen wrote the script, mm. and then sometimes mm. you can see they're not there at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like they've just licensed their book yeah, rather than being exactly. involved with the whole creation yeah, process. Exactly. So you be able to tell. Yeah, and oftentimes with a lot of the um, production houses, they don't want to include the writer because <laughs> that's an extra salary that they've got. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. they already have to pay them the royalties because for the yeah. adaptation. So why would you also want to add an extra cost? But yeah, I don't know. I think it would make a massive difference. Um, and to wrap up with that, it's like, so in terms of like storytelling, right? Mm. So I have these thoughts in my mind. I want to get them out, paper, audio, movies. Like, what's important when I want to get my story across? Mm. Like, what are the key components that I need to include? What do I need to consider yeah. for the, the listener, the viewer, the reader? What are those things that I need to make sure that I have mm. when, when considering telling a story? So there's 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 different elements, and I think for different like artists and writers and whatever they start at different points. Um, but I I would say what are like core elements that work for me. Like the first thing that I think about is world building. Like the the story that I'm creating, the regardless of like whatever the plot of uh, the story is like is the world believable you know so if you're creating a story where um, a superstar NBA athlete brings his mediocre team back from 3-1-10 in the playoffs like it's, it's not believable it's, I get it as a movie it's not really believable because it's never been done before right? Right. so you have to really make it convincing you know, and so you, you look at the different elements, like with World Builder, and you look at the different elements that you could incorporate into making it real. And that's that's all in the detail. Sometimes, like, I think so many stories, like telling stories is so often, like, plot-driven or character-driven mm. that the world kind of, like, goes missing. And I, I, I mean it's in the sense of, like, you know, if you're writing stories about London... Like, you have to be able to build the world about London. So there's lots of, like... I think there was a movie that came out recently um, about a terrorist attack in London, but it was, like, a lot of American stuff. And it was just... It was just recorded in, like, the biggest, like, tourist places. Mm. No one really believes that because that's not our world as Londoners. Yeah, true, Do you know what I'm true, saying? Yeah. Like, when Man's was the last time like, you really went to Falgo Square? Imagine like, that like, centre every day, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> Tower Bridge. Like, you know, I can't remember. Yeah, on a school trip or whatever. Yeah, that's not yeah, the world yeah. that... Like, I step into when I'm in the city. And so I think that's, like, a really important thing. And I think, like, if you balance world-building, but also, like, insight into a character. And the thing is, it's weird, right? With art, it's basically like a... We create reflections of our reality. Mm -hmm. Like, really to just understand ourselves more. Even if, like... Even if it's superheroes, even if it's, like, superhero movies or um, science fiction, like, it's just a reflection of what's going on here. So it's almost like we escape the world Mm -hmm. to just go back into the world but in a different form okay. you know so it's almost like we're lulling ourselves into an illusion but it's just bringing us back to a reality yeah. um, and I feel like it's like okay what insights are you giving that people wouldn't ordinarily get in their everyday world yes. and I think like when you combine like that's what at least I try and try and do is like, okay think about the world that it's in think about the insights like what kind of insights are you getting from the character from the situation in this and is it something that's worth saying at the end of the day, yeah, you know, like, do we yeah. do we need the story? Do you need the story? Yeah. You know, how would you feel if the story was told from 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 someone else, 
um, would you be as interested in it? And I feel like if you have that drive, if you have that like kind of like will for the story to be told, then it will come out in the mm, best way. Like, so mm. yeah, but it's it's a long man. Yeah, I can I imagine, mean, man. It's, it's, and there's no like I mean there's obviously so if you look at like film school narrative, they have like the three part structure kind of like the exposition, mm. uh, rising action and so forth, and then the conclusion, where that's like typically mm. the way that a story is supposed to be told. But I don't think that's necessarily the best way to tell all of the stories. Some good stories start at the end yeah. and then work their way back. Some some start at the beginning and work their beginning and middle, whatever it is. And I just think that like, you really have to own in like on the detail. Once you get the detail, like you'll be fine, man. Mm. Like, and that's the thing. And I think the thing that we, we believe in the most is the thing that we find most believable, no matter how made up it is. Yeah. You know, yeah, I like that. It's pretty dope. Sounds, sounds like a fire Instagram caption, boy. <laughs> That's my next picture, boy. <laughs> Real quick, um, does anyone know the arc of a superhero? I ask this because... Mm, interesting. I ask this because I've heard it a few times, but I keep yeah. forgetting. But there's a specific arc of a superhero that we see in most films that they follow. Okay, so I, we could guess it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it, I know it, but I know, I know the specific terminology, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know the terminology. But like, how would you describe it? So it's like I asked because you write a little bit as well. Get me? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nowhere, nowhere near what like, what you're working with, bro. No, man. Um, yeah, I don't know the terminology, but obviously, every superhero is about. Um, I guess it starts off with, with discovery, uh-huh. how they became to be, or, or yeah, how they came to be, or whatever the influence is. Um, then they go on like that surge where it's like they're kind of un- undefeatable. Like again, it's, this is the terminology. Mm. Then they get defeated. Mm. Um, and I'm literally thinking about Spider Man when I'm thinking about You know, it's funny, I was thinking about that too, you know, yeah. honestly. Sure. Toby Maguire's by the way. Toby Maguire, of course. Yeah, 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 that was my man. Yeah, they get the ending here, then they get defeated. Yeah. Uh, and it's like the journey of like self-realization almost. There you go. To why they become why they become a superhero, and that's how they beat the the villain in the end. Mm. Basically, I think. Yeah, I, I won't lie to you. You think if you just think about those stages, you can kind of apply it to most superhero movies. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. 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 It's never just smooth sailing. It's always, yeah, I've got powers. Ooh, I'm doing well. I can do anything. I get defeated. I'm at the bottom and I have to re- think about like why I'm here, what I need to do, my, my purpose in life. Yeah. I figured this out by myself, my, this down the third and then they meet the villain again and defeat it and then hopefully they You understand them. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're like Hancock or something. Hancock. Does Hancock feel like that? That's what I'm saying. Hancock, his, his one was like... Self-inflicted, isn't it? Yeah, I did, that's even a mad story, you know. Hancock, Hancock. Bro, we watched a couple movies together, you know. We were Watchmen. Did we watch Watchmen together? We watched Watchmen together, together. yeah. Man, oh yeah. my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so you guys don't know. Speaking of adaptations. I'm not stuck in here with you. You're stuck here with me. That shit was cool. That was nuts. That was mad. That was mad. Oh my days. I loved, I loved, I loved Watchmen, man. And Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Man was being his thing, man. Man went super dry, bro. Yeah. 
he's having sex with basically his missus. I can't remember who his missus was. I don't know who she was. His missus complains that, like, she's Oh, he's doing something else. He's working. And he's got the man. And then, but there's just bare man. But it's all close. They're going to play with his girl while he's at work. For real, like. No, but it's for him, though. So is it? So, I mean, like. What I want to know, right? Is does he still feel the enjoyment or is that? that I, think so, that's, I think that was his whole, like one of his personal arcs is where he disconnected with the human and it's, mm-hmm. yeah, like he, that he, that he, obviously the reason why his girl's complaining is because he doesn't connect with her yeah, in that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know if he does, like, he, might, he, might I think just, he does, man. I think, I think he's, the only but then if he doesn't, then that's cheating then, isn't it? It's <laughs> <laughs> a complicated situation, dude. Um, yeah, man, speaking of cinema, so like, Tell the listeners, the viewers, like, what are your top three movies of recent time for JJ? Oh, okay. So, man, I really, I mean, it's going to sound like quite bait, but I really love what Jordan Peele's doing. Yeah, like, I yeah. love what he's doing, man. Nothing wrong with that. I loved Us. Us, is, us, us was just brilliant mm-hmm. for me. And I didn't mind that it wasn't as tied together as Get Out. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't expecting it to be a Get Out 2. Um, I just loved the absurdity of all. And I think like he's really found his niche in terms of like storytelling and subject matter and just like blending different worlds. Um, I think like it's it's weird because of late the past like kind of like six months to a year because I've been writing so much. I really find it hard to write and watch stuff and watch okay. movies and because my fear is always like uh, you know when you take in lots of different narratives, yeah. it influences your own, you yeah. know, and mm-hmm. so you might get excited about an idea because I'm also working on my next novel that you might get excited about an idea that's not meant to be in your mind like right. you know so I'm always like oh, oh okay I need to watch this film but I don't I don't know if I should yet but yeah. I've got to wait until this I've got to wait until that um, but one thing I'm really looking forward to although the date hasn't been set yet is um, there's an adaptation of Marlon James's new book uh, Black Leopard Red Wolf which is like a fantasy book. Almost, it's described as like an African Game of Thrones, but I think he just said that for promo. That gets me immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I started reading it. The book is huge. Like it's like 500 pages deep. Um, and apparently Michael B. Jordan's picked it up um, for to, to be adapted into... Film. Michael B. Jordan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to be the uh, actor. Yeah, yeah, he's going to... I think he's... I think it was a Kugler. One, but basically, he's a Kugler yeah. and Jordan. What's the book called? Uh, Black Leopard, Red Wolf. And I've started reading it already. I'm about 200 pages in. Jeez. And let's just say, it's one of the maddest things that I've ever... Fam, one of the main characters, yeah, is half human, half leopard, and he can just, like, transform at will, but he has, like sexual desires <laughs> as a human and as a leopard okay oh, shit. to be with humans or leopards or leopards yeah. so ah, it's like both, a bit, bit of a spoiler there's a scene where they're in the jungle and uh Jesus. and he's there in the jungle as a leopard having uh coitus with a human <laughs> A human does. man. <laughs> mad. Uh, Fam, uh, the way he describes it, yeah. Left on man. Listen, and but you, the thing is, no more. Listen, I should like. I have to say this because it's not a spoiler. Because the way, like, just me saying it doesn't do it justice. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, when you read it and it unfolds, and you're like. <laughs> you, you, you know that like white guy blinking meme like, <laughs> like 
What? <laughs> but it's so genius, man, and it's so much. Like, there's so much death, and then the other character is a, a, a young guy who's a hunter and basically has like a sniffer, um, like an expert sniff, sniffer dog kind of okay. thing. That's, that's his superpower. And he yes. hunts people who have gone missing. And so you just, he goes to people, they give him a trace of the smell and he just goes after them. Like, and no matter how far or how long ago it was, like he can basically like zone in on the yeah. scent. Yeah. Um, and then just go through their stories. Absolute madness. I can't wait until that comes that out. That sounds film. mad. It's, it's mad. I'd highly recommend like, okay. like, Hopefully, reading it or watching yeah. it when it comes out. Hopefully, it's cast right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better be better. It could be touching me. I kind of feel. Uh, what do you think about this? I feel like Michael B. Jordan is kind of like a modern day Will Smith. Hmm. And what? I need you to elaborate on that statement. What do you mean? Because he's oh. obviously a good actor, like a great actor. That's see, that's debatable amongst some as well, but. Right, this is the word about where, but like sometimes if he's cast wrong, yeah, yeah, then it makes him look very average. Like I'm not gonna lie, I think he was cast wrong as Killmonger. Seriously, yeah, 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 like, like, you ain't gonna get an agreement's head. That's a spicy take, boy. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Shall I tell you why? Yeah, because what? I feel like Killmonger's arc, emotional arc. Like both the peak and the depth wasn't low enough and wasn't high enough. Do you know what I'm saying? So if you look at like the lowest points where like he's reconnecting with his dad and that emotional moment where he goes back mm. and, and and has that conversation, like that should rip him apart. I didn't feel that, you know? And I, and, and and the parts where he's Kind of, it just felt too almost like too much of a constant that he he wasn't able to get out of that no Oakland range. kind of like road yeah, guy yeah. kind of thing. This is a man who's been trained like by what what was it? What was his training like? Yeah, top CIA yeah, training yeah, yeah. like and and he's just still too road in every situation. Every situation, high auntie, okay, burn everything. Burn everything. Oh, I'm like, bro, like, you know, like, just a bit of strategy. Yeah. I thought like there was no strategy from him. Mm. You know, you're CIA trained, and the first thing you can think of is burn everything. Mm. Like, and just come in and just do a whole madness. Okay. Like, you know, like, I know, yeah. but don't get me wrong. Like, I love, I love watching him act in that role. Um, but I just feel like, man, yeah, it, it wasn't have, just, this didn't have that Delay, like you know, so <laughs> they didn't have that finger or they didn't have that. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah, that was okay. that was my I say spicy take. That's not bad. Sounds disappointing, that's man. Well, that's deep breath. Well, well, <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. That's the first time I heard that, but uh, very spicy take. Yeah. Um, <laughs> last question, man. So, for the rest of the year, 2019, I'm, I'm assuming, even though you're working on your next mm -hmm, book, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. have some cinema time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you looking forward to watching for the rest of the year? I want to one movie. It's out now, but I want to see John Wick. Fam, not going to lie to Listen. you. Watched it the other night. Yeah. It's some madness. Okay. Snakes man differently. I told you in a no, group no, chat, man. <laughs> Bro? I ain't going to lie, you're right. So you've seen the first and the Facts. second one, yeah? Snake. Okay, that, yes, that's, it's a bit. It's a bit. Watch the first and second one. Do I have to watch the first and second one first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I have to the first one. Definitely watch the first and second. Just watch it. It's, yeah. just, it's worth it. Yeah, it's okay. worth it. Okay. But yeah, I love that Keanu's back, man. I mean, he's one of my favourite actors. Fam. 
Like, John, body the Matrix, body. I'm not gonna lie to you, but obviously Neo, I said this until Neo, John Wick are his favorite, like, his top, top two characters, and yeah. John Wick is at number two, but. Okay. Like that, yeah. oh, I, saw, I saw what you said, when I think oh, about it. Really? Like you, man. What Bill and Ted? That's dope, that's dope. <laughs> Alright, man. It's been a long episode, but let's wrap it up, man. Yeah. yeah. Anybody else you got anything else to say? Nah, man, I think, you know. Thanks for coming down, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. This is fun, this is fun, fellas, man. Really, really enjoyed it, man. Really enjoyed it. Come back after the playoffs, man. This guy. Keep doing what you up, dude. You know? Yeah, it's been dope, man. It's been dope. But yeah, that's been episode 48. 48. The post credits podcast. Close to fifty, man. Close to fifty. We know it's really good. What's happening at fifty, right? I just hope certain men are sticking to what they said they were going to do. It's water, isn't it? See, that's what I'm talking about. So episode fifty, we're supposed to be drinking again. We had a drinking episode, episode twenty five. I think it was water, isn't it? Nah, nah. Thirty something. Thirty something. Thirty something. Yeah. It was. It was fine. So you need to do that again. Yeah. Well, certain men over there want to be drinking water. Huh? Why? He said drink, he didn't specify. <laughs> See what I'm working with? How, um, how close is 50 going to be to the end of June? The weekend before. Two weekends before. Oh, okay. Fair. No, are we only the same weekend? That'd be mad. That'd be too much. That'd be too much. That, no, that, we couldn't do that. <laughs> we couldn't do it. But I'd, have, I'd have fun trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, follow us on our socials. That's TPCPUK, Twitter, Instagram, the Postcredits Podcast on YouTube. SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes. You can follow me, AJUKOBE, Instagram, Twitter. I'm your boy Vanimal. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. That's Vanimal Channel. Animal Channel with V on the front. B1 Creates. B1 School Creates on Instagram. Follow that up. Mr. JP3, catch me on Inter. 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 Catch me on Instagram <laughs> and Twitter. And JJ, man, where can uh, they find you and all the good stuff JJ you're doing, man? Bowler, JJ underscore Bowler on all the socials and jjbowler.com as well for the book stuff. More stuff, man. All right, guys, man. So until next time, peace. 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 B1 Creates here. Welcome to the post-credits section of the post-credits podcast. We are joined by a special guest, Mr. JJ Bowler. In the house. So, it's kind of thing we do after every episode. We do a post-credits. Okay. For the namesake. Uh-huh. So, I've got, I don't know, what, is this trivia? Yeah, let's call it trivia. Mm. I've got a little trivia, obviously. Ooh. Topic of books. Okay. What I'm expecting this, it's good. Like, can anyone here mm-hmm. tell me Look at to AJ's thinking already. They don't even know the question. <laughs> Can anyone here tell me like the top five best selling ever, ever books of all time? Of all time. Harry Potter. Wait, 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 wait. Think about it. Wait, is it fiction or non-fiction or everything? You know, it, it books. It don't matter. Oh, the Bible. Well, I mean, it's got to be the Bible, isn't it? A number? Oh, it's got at least I've sold a billion. Bro. But then which version? Quantillions. I'll go for a billion at least. It's, yeah, it's, it's got, I mean, it's... it's 3.9. Billion? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 3.9 billion. 
That's one at one so out of That's top. That's that's, that's far gone. That's clear, yeah. No Drake, you know what I'm saying? Decent. So um, number two, one. no one's getting this. I don't care. Nobody's getting this. Nobody's getting this. Nobody's yeah. getting Give it. Give us a clue. No. Where's <laughs> <laughs> um, the Is it book? <laughs> Alice in Wonderland. No, it's gotta be the okay. it's gotta be the Quran, Quran. isn't it? That's what I was yeah. thinking. Oh. Okay. Really? Cool. Is it know. in the billions as well? Damn! Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? It's called The Quotations from the Works of Mao Che Tung. Yeah. Okay. Man. 800 million quotations of Mao That makes sense. Well, basically, when Mao Che Tung was uh, the supreme ruler of China. Jeez! He was like, he basically, everyone had to, it was by law, like, everyone, it was forced, like, everyone oh, so had this to. This was a forced 800 million. Basically, yeah. Like, oh. Imagine you're, the, you're essentially like a communist dictator of a country, okay. and everyone has, and my, my, everyone my has my to shit, read your please. ideology, like. Okay. Okay. Get my mixtape, right. Yeah, like, right, but right, I, right. imagine, yeah, you buy my mixtape, but I rule the country. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, so now this is where, you lot, should, you lot should get this. Who comes in at number three? Okay, put in it. Yeah, I'd, I'd go with that. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Harry Potter. Yeah. Come on. Which one? Which one? Which one? Hey, uh, which one, Dave? I reckon five five hundred million. Close. Which game? Which uh, which which Harry Potter? Game? I think just the whole. Oh, the whole one. Yeah. Numbers. I say like five fifty. Okay. Got any numbers? I would say four seventy five. I'm going seven. What did you seven seven what? Ten fifty. What did you say? I said five. Okay, cool, this close. 400 mil. Eight. Oh, okay. Come on now. What's next? Sounds good right now. What's next? I would say oh. top selling book would be. Okay. Across all markets then. Okay. Oh, um. I think it's Shades of Grey. No. I thought you. I love that show. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. No, but you should get this. No, I know. That's why I throw a 50 to No, what, what is it then? If you know, what is it? I didn't think it'd be number two. I thought, it. It'd, be, I thought it'd be... Say it. I didn't think it'd be number four, sorry. Say it. I don't even know. No, man, you ain't got an answer. No, I've, I've already given an answer. You men have, always have to give an answer. If you men, if you men get it wrong, <laughs> I'll come back to the moment. I'm not going to lie to you, I'm out. What, what's the number? 103 million. 103 million? 103 million, for real. 103 million? You what's shut the, the hell up, man. Books? Talking about books. That's why. Top selling... The disparity in the numbers is magical. Yeah, it's yeah. mine. 3.9 to 700. No! <laughs> 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 what? Go ahead. I'm out. Yeah, I got it. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I knew oh, it, man. Yeah. I, would, but I, I, I would have said it, but I was like, yeah, you know what I mean? I, like, I, thought, I thought that was number five. I didn't think it was number four. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that's top five, yeah. No, one more. That's top four. That's top four. The last one. Boy. Fast and Fusion don't write any books, right? <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Let me check, let me check. No, I'm joking. No. No, I feel like it's got to be... Hold on. Surely book. the Oxford Dictionary or the dictionary's got to be up there or something. No. No. A book. A film book. That's mad, though. How is the dictionary not up there? Do you know what I mean? Oh, maybe language differences. So what I said to you before... It's true, it? Yeah, yeah. Then say it, then. Alchemist. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Tyler Coelho, yeah? yeah? Alchemist. You yeah, read that, yeah? Yeah. yeah? 65 million copies. Really? Yeah. So goes wow. the Bible, that Chinese dude, <laughs> Harry Potter, <laughs> <laughs> the Chinese dude. Man, that's, that's, that's big for Harry Potter, isn't it? I guess. It really is. Yeah, no, no, it's big, yeah. But Harry Potter, how many books is there in Harry Potter? Eight? I'm not sure. Uh, that's bad. 
Three, no, maybe seven. Speaking Actually, no. One is a two-part, so it might be eight. Speaking mm-hmm. of which, you talked about um, that movie being rejected plenty of times before, yeah. before it being published. Yeah. Same thing happened with J.K. Rowling, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 She got, she got rejected. rejected a hell of times. Yeah. I got rejected, rejected a lot as well. What, the basket? Or? Uh, oh. Oh, <laughs> oh, <ew. laughs> got to do me like that. Yeah, ouch. ouch. Yeah, my bad, my bad. Yeah, but yeah, you know, book stuff, but I ain't sold 100 million yet, so. Soon come, man. Soon come. Soon come. That's the plan, that's the plan, that's the journey, man. That was my little post-credit for you guys. I appreciate that. Enjoy those numbers. We out. Get on the socials. All of that. Peace. Peace. Hi, this is JJ Bola. You're now listening to the post credit. Oh, sorry, let me say. Yeah, everyone does this. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is JJ Bola, and you're now listening to the post credits podcast. And you're now sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm so nervous. I'm, I'm nervous. You're got... lucky you took the camera off because I would have uploaded some got... bloopers. But... I'm nervous all of a sudden. All of a sudden, I'm nervous. Like. Hi, this is JJ Bola. You're now listening to the Post Credits Podcast. And we are talking book adaptations and storytelling. <laughs>